Hey everybody, welcome to episode 134 of the Bonin Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Jingle. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tie Ben. Hello, live in the studio. Live in the studio. So let's just have a look at the big, the big screen picture. Uh, we won't be using this camera because this is the game camera. This is the camera that is used to apparently look at the, the stuff in my. Oh wow, this is all wrong. Anyway, this is me. I'm here in the studio. The focus is not working on that camera. So that's fine. And the focus is not working on that camera. But luckily. We've got these ones instead. So Ben is here in the studio. Ben, how yes. are you doing today? You're right. I'm doing very well. Yeah, it, this is exciting. We've been waiting to do this for a long time. Oh, I know it's really cool. Now, obviously, we're not entirely there yet, um, but we are getting there. And my daughter's calming down. Ben's work is calming down, and it seemed like a good opportunity to spend an hour and a half, have a cup of tea, and talk about some blood bowl. Especially because, Ben, what's going on in the Blood Bowl world that people are a little bit excited by? Uh, the NAF's collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> Blood Bowl is over. Yeah, yeah, something about, I think Taylor Swift did it or something, right? Is that, oh, is that oh, right? That's, the, that's, that's real life Blood Bowl. <laughs> yeah, no, um, in, in drama aside, um, no, there has been a NAF presidential election. There is now new leadership. Now new leadership? Coming in, I don't know when it takes effect. I guess immediately. Yeah, yeah I, I guess in the next few weeks or so. Yeah, um, and it's caused a bit of a stir online. Um, and we're just going to be discussing it. So we have some opinions. Yes, yes, we do. Um, so we are going to have opinions as we go along. It's going to be completely impossible for us to not weigh in. But what we are going to try and do is succinctly talk through what's actually happened, what's actually been said. So if you're coming into this not having a clue what's going on, and <laughs> our, our poll <laughs> kind of yeah. uh, makes me think that a lot of you will not have any idea what's going on or even what the NAF is, uh, we can spell out the situation like this is actually what's been said. This is, it could be the impacts and how Ben and I feel about it. But most importantly, we tell you what's actually being said and what the impact could be. And I guess the biggest thing is is Ben. Why why should someone who plays Blood Bowl care about this? Well, it impacts pretty much tournaments all around the globe. Like a lot of tournaments are run and approved through the NAF, and this could have a change in how those tournaments are run and structured and everything. And what we see in a lot of places uh, with a lot of games is that tournament, no, not tournament play, but yeah, tournament play influences casual play. Yes. Like, God, we've played, I've played Warhammer for years and it's always been like 2,000 points is the tournament. Yeah, like even when they had the old, like, I guess it was 7th, more 8th more edition when they revived 40k and they were like, uh, yeah, cool, you've got these ways to play now. You can do narrative, you can do open, you can do match, and no one does anything but matched, really. <laughs> like, no, no. It was like, if you don't no. want to play competitive, you can do this, but it doesn't matter, like... It's going to be influenced by the match play. And that is because it's assumed that competitive formats give the fairest game experience. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is... I think it's what people want. Uh, yeah, it is. And it's also quite a fair experience. Imagine the gathering's the same, like with um, with Standard, which has been a car crash recently in Modern, which is just miserable to play. Limited where it's at. Limited is the sevens yeah. of Magic the Gathering. That's why it's so good. But yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to look through, um, give you a little bit of a breakdown of what the NAF is, what the NAF does, and then we'll look at the presidential election thread for the new chap. Um, and then we'll talk and kind of highlight summary at the end. Um, but before we move on, two things to say. First of all, massive thank you to everyone who supports the channel. 
because you support the channel, we've been able to do stuff like this, build the studio and get new mics. So hopefully the audio is better. I know the lighting's not perfect at the moment, but it's we're so close. It's colourful. Um, and hopefully soon we can actually start playing some games because things are settled down at home now, which is really, really nice. Still not 100% there, but way more percent than we were before, which is awesome. Um, and the second thing is that the new NUF president has actually agreed to potentially come on the show anyway. I messaged him and said, hey, this is all very interesting at the moment. It'd be probably really good to have a chat about what's what's really the case. Um, and he pinged back saying, yeah, give me a few weeks to get settled in and then uh, we can hopefully have a chat, which yeah, I think is, is really, good. really positive, really, really positive. But for now, let's set the scene. Okay, so let's go to the web screen. There we go. So hopefully you can still see us. Um, right, presidential election. Shurikov has been elected. Uh, ben, we're both on screen now. So oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, we're in the little corners. Uh, so Shurikov is from Spain. Um, what we'll do is we'll check out the thread in a minute and we can kind of get the full lowdown on who he is and why he wants to run for president. Um, it is an interesting one because... Uh, I am someone who who did run for president, and it's uh, it's a, it's a, it's a gauntlet. So I have a massive amount of respect for anybody who cares about competitive blood bowl enough to do this because it is brutal. <laughs> no, that you ran for president last two two, 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 two months terms ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. twenty twenty, yeah. I was all full of uh, energy and vigor, uh, vinegar, and it was um, <laughs> yeah. I, the right thing was that I didn't win, um, but because Geico actually did a brilliant job for two yeah. terms, and blood bowl has the NAF, I think, has thrived under. That tempered stance. Yep, yeah, no, I agree. The last World Cup was awesome. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I have a thing about the World Cup. Yeah, well, so. um, uh, but the new NAF president has is a little bit less tempered in uh, in views. But we'll touch on that in a second as well. We've got to quickly go through the slideshow of what is the NAF. We won't take very long. So the NAF is a players' association run entirely by volunteers. Yep, and that must be the thing that I think comes top of the deck here is everybody who does anything for the NAF, whether it's running, I'm not going to say running tournaments, because I don't think there are any tournaments that are run by the NAF. No. Uh, <laughs> World Cup. That, I, again, I don't think that was run by the NAF. NAF Championship? Oh no, even then, it's still like... Maybe that's, maybe the NAF Championship is actually run by the NAF. Um, yeah. But the World Cup is run by volunteers and supported by the NAF. True. Yeah. And funded by the NAF. I think most of the time that's the case, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's just what it is. Like Blood Bowl thrives because people want to play Blood Bowl and people are happy to create situations in which you can play Blood Bowl so that we can play more Blood Bowl. So the fact that that's the case, I think, is is really, really important. Um, what does the NAF do? Clickety, clickety. Hello, Mother. Olivia's fine, thank you. Um, what does the NAF do? So currently, the NAF is responsible, not responsible for, but does game stat tracking. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Uh, this is a lot. This is really important to a lot of people. Um, whenever you go to tournaments and you play against other NAF coaches, your games will get logged into a big global database, and you can see, and you can gain stats, you can gain data, you get rankings that you know change based on the opponents you play, and um, yeah, you can get like overall you know rankings of it by country. It's it's just a big database of where you can see all the games you've played, really. You had me at database. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, I say it's really important. It's really important to some people. Um, it is useful for competitive win percentage. So we yes. can kind of gauge how teams are doing in a tournament environment. Like, that's really important. And there's some really good comments thrown out that, like, Games Workshop don't have any way to collect that data. The NAF does. And 
would I say the NAF does it well? The NAF does it very well, given the tools that they've got. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sanctioning of tournaments, I think, is the other the other key thing they do. What that means is if you go to a NAF-sanctioned tournament, the rule set that you're playing, which is ironic, given our conversation today, is going to be the rules as written in the book. And it's not going to stray too far away from a standard game of Blood Bowl. You're not going to have too many variances. You're going to have some, some bits, some twists, absolutely. But the NAF does a really good job of saying, OK, we'll sanction that because it's Blood Bowl. If someone who knows how to play Blood Bowl from their kitchen, from their games workshop, from their go local gaming store goes to this tournament, they're going to understand how to play Blood Bowl and it's not going to be too crazy. Yeah, it's like a standardization, isn't it? That, yeah. yeah. Which, so the game you're playing is going to be the same game someone in America's playing. Is going to be really important to game staff. Yes, exactly. exactly. There, um, there can be some deviances, worth noting. Like, we've got NAF-sanctioned tournaments with, like, extra stars that we've added in, or an extra star, like Fen Beast. Yeah, but that, that's what I mean. Like, they, they keep it they keep it close. Yes. Yeah. They, they kind of... You get you get a couple of little bits of spice. Yeah, and different um, tierings and things, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm on a rampage at the moment, comparing everything to a supermarket sandwich. It's my kind of time. <laughs> you love this one. I do. Um, but, you know, the sandwich is the same, but you get to choose the crisps for the meal deal. That's yeah. kind of how yeah. how I think is the best way to describe it um, after being in retail for 18 years. So, historical. This is something that everybody should know about because it is going to come up a lot as we move forward in this topic. Historically... Rule set curation and support documentation. Rule set curation. When Games Workshop discontinued Blood Bowl for a period of time, so pre-2016, there was probably about 10 years where Games Workshop just didn't make anything extra for Blood Bowl. Um, Games Workshop worked with this the rules, com rules committee, and the rules committee tied into the NAF, and the NAF kept the game alive by keeping the rules clean, and they added a couple of extra teams, and just kept Blood Bowl there and the key thing there is the support documentation you there was a thing called the CRP the competitive rules pack it was a PDF you went to the NAF site you had the PDF for that and you had the PDF for some other different game modes I've put that in the historical thing because I do not believe that there are very many things that people go to the NAF website to get support documentation for anymore yeah the NAF website is um infamously old like <laughs> hovering over the bee <laughs> yeah. infamously old and yeah you know when you're working with a volunteer society anything techie is is, is hard it's expensive it's expensive yeah. um but it's yeah just getting people to do stuff at work when they're being paid to do stuff is challenging yeah let alone do it in their free time so i kind of got to forgive them for that now while there are support documentation on the website I think you'll see out there if someone wants to, hey, what are the rules for sevens? Where are the rules for death zone? They're going to go to Reddit, to Facebook, yes. to a Discord. They're not going to go to, to the Bonehead Podcast YouTube channel. Exactly. They're going to come to YouTube. They're going to go, how does this work? Um, and the only support documentation that is required from NAF is the NAF tournament guidelines, but that's only three pages and is very succinct. And I really like that. But that's why I put it in the historical thing. Rule set curation has not been a thing since before 2016 yeah um which is important to know so why the drama the NAF presidential election goes on every two years and um this year we had three people put themselves forward which is an ordeal ordeal an arduous ordeal 
uh, and people get questioned and you kind of go in there and you say, hey, these are the things I want to achieve. These are the things I think would be good for the game. And then some people on the NAF will vote. A cripplingly low it percentage low. Yeah. of people cared enough to vote. And Half the people who went to the World Cup, even. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, less people than... Oh, it was less people. It wasn't quite half, I think. Uh, less, well, less people than are in a Discord voted yeah, for yeah. this. Yeah. And, and, like, that's... Uh, Discord's brilliant. But this is about the NAF for the world. So there's 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 some definitely some things that people have raised, like why is this secreted away on an old forum that you have to log into and find? Uh, I think that was huge, by the way. Yeah. Like, that was so hard to find. Like, I remember you told us about it. Well, mm-hmm. I think I I think I heard of the election happening from your message. And um, I didn't vote at the time. And then having to go back, I thought, oh, I'll just find it online. And I couldn't. Yeah. I, I had to find it through your message or through, like, a comment in a Facebook thread or something. It was really hard to find. If you didn't think of going, like, like oh, it would appear on the sidebar on your NAF homepage, <laughs> which I just never thought... I, I, I just thought Google would be enough. But, yeah, yeah um, that is something that all three people who've uh, put themselves forward have... Um, have wanted to try but every yeah. president in the history of the game has um interesting uh has uh has wanted to drive that forward but what we're going to do is we will have a look at the actual thread uh, each presidential candidate put forward their manifesto and then questions and answers were asked so we're going to go through it and this is the really important thing is that i and ben want you to see the words as written because what we don't want to do is take make a hot take on this yeah um, we'll add them afterwards because we care so much about blood bowl but we want to use the words and i think it's important that we do so so to the other screen okay so we've got this up on the screen now and what we'll do is we will kind of talk through it um and i think it's just a thing so every candidate had an intro speech that the yeah. NAF vice president put up on there so uh First, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Daniel Perez. I am known within the Blood Bowl world uh, by my coach name, Shurikov. I live in Madrid, Spain. Uh, most of my professional life has been working as a teacher of computer science and AI. Um, I'm going to skip some of it just because I want to focus on the, the... I've been involved in this great game for 30 years. since 1994 and a NAF member since 2008. Since then, I've participated in 133 NAF tournaments, including three World Cups. Um, okay, I think the NAF faces several challenges at the moment. Growth. Continuing to grow in memberships and in holding major events. I think the Alicante World Cup was a milestone. Should we touch on it as it comes? Yeah, if you want to read through more. If you want to jump in, yeah. Uh, like, I think um, growth is actually something that I think is going quite well, personally. From what I've seen, I feel like, I don't know if it's just become, because I've become more involved with Blood Bowl and like competitive scene, but I feel like there has been a lot more people playing Blood Bowl. Like, you just look at the numbers of the World Cup compared to the previous one. There's a lot more people going to Alicante than Dawn then. Blood Bowl has massively grown. Yeah. I was going to say, is that due to the NAF, though? <laughs> that's that's my my very large caveat. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's going to be an old pattern of this, of, of things that um, are kind of... Yeah, I don't want to jump in too, too soon. But okay. no, look, the NAF World Cup was massive. The bubble player base is bigger because the game is being supported. But the World Cup was a success because people volunteered and the NAF supported and did a really good job of it, right? Mm. So I'm not taking that away from anybody at all because the World Cup was big 
and great because it was big and great. Yeah. That's nothing to do with Games Workshop. Yes, true. World Cup was the guys who ran it, supported by the NAF. Like that's that's their success. Um, and the prestige as well, like the the legacy of the World Cups, that's all NAF. They that's that's them. Yes. Hundred uh, percent. Modernization, modernize the structure and communication channels of the organization and adapt it to the needs of the future. LOL. Um yeah, that's that's pretty big. <laughs> so I've got the NAF page up here, and it's it's yeah. Don't worry, HTML isn't broken. This is just <laughs> it's the best, the best, the best way I could get it on the screen. Um, the website is old, and we all have to work with old stuff when you don't have corporations back here. So yeah, it's, it's always been a thing with the NAF that the website's bad, um, and everybody wants to make it better, but maybe we, they don't have the money to do it, and that's fine like that question does come up about it um youth to get more young people to participate in board games and board tournaments and leagues video games to develop synergies between the board game and online platforms mm. involvement encourage participation within the organization of non-english speaking which i think is great the game stability and independence develop stable game rules in the competitive environment which the community feels as its own it must be the community itself in a participatory manner that accepts or rejects the new rules and modification proposed by Games Workshop. I believe that important decisions such as the use of several re-rolls in the same turn, the design of some star players, or the updating of some teams required further analysis and deeper reflection on the part of the community. In fact, I think that the old version of some teams could be recovered and coexist with the new one. I believe that if these challenges are faced and the right decisions are made, the organisation will continue to grow and become a benchmark within this game and in the entire field of miniature games. And then the dragons arrived. Yeah, I think all of it, pretty much straight on the money until the game section. (laughs) Where that's where I think it caused people to have a little bit of concern. I believe it's the word independence. Yeah. Um... And there is a trend of this, and we will talk through as we go through and read the some of the questions and some of the answers, because I think it's really important that it's saturated, because some of it I hugely agree with. Yes. And I have some real raging um, opinions in the pro camp for some of this. I would also like to touch on, I don't think it was there, it might have been in a comment that we might come to, but this um, Daniel was really, he did emphasise the fact that inclusion in the game yes needs to be increased yes. and i don't think the others really mentioned that but i think it was this was huge like, i love this yeah. because it, he was like we need to um make the game more welcoming and inclusive to people with different like um, genders uh, ethnic backgrounds all of that which i think is a big problem um or not a big problem it's something which it's an we don't see it's an opportunity it's a big, yes. there's a big opportunity there yeah, yeah. i agree um <laughs> Yes, yes. There's a lot of um, a lot of white dudes playing Blood Bowl. <laughs> yeah, um, tabletop games in general, without being really stereotypical. So I don't really know much about the outside other tabletop games. Been to Beachhead. You look True. at forty k section. Actually, yeah, forty k is a lot more inclusive. Full of women of color. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So let's jump into some of the questions. I'm not going to read the questions or read the answers unless the answer doesn't actually cover the question, obviously. Uh, so thanks for volunteering. Question. Thanks for volunteering to run. Uh, whenever I have someone new to the game and I tell them why, uh, tell them about the NAF, it's hard to wrap. Do you know what? The question is, why should I join the NAF? Um, answer. I think Blood Bowl is perfectly enjoyable playing leagues with friends. I believe the role of the NAF should be similar to that of a sports federation. Regulate competitive play. 
collect statistics and encourage the practice of Blood Bowl. So, if you like this game, especially its competitive aspect, it is a good idea to join the NAF. I think that additionally the NAF also offers the possibility of meeting a very friendly community through tournaments of this wonderful game. And if none of this convinces you, let's face it, many people join the NAF for the dice, the gifts and the tournament discounts. I don't know if tournament discounts are Alright, um, okay, so that is the answer, and it's not that I disagree with a lot of it, it's just that I don't think it's a fair assessment of where we exist yeah. in, in the world of, of the NAF and what we see, and from the comments, a lot of it. And I think I think one of the things we're going to see as we go through this is that I think the Spanish community in which um, Daniel lives is pro, and the rest of the world... Mm tends to be very casual. Yeah. And I think that's the dichotomy that we've got here. Um, so if you like this game, especially the... Uh, right. The, the role of a sports federation, I'm like, hello, Blood Bowl Pro Tour. Excited by that. Yes. Excited by that. Um, it's a good idea to know the NAF. I think that additionally, the NAF also offers the possibility of meeting a very friendly community through the tournaments of this wonderful game. I will abject, object, abjectly object to that as we go through, because I do not... And that might just be from my experience. Now, we ran, we've been running tournaments for years. We recorded over 300, nearly 350 games last year in our events. And I can wholeheartedly tell you that although the fact it's NAF brought more players in, none of that being run had anything to do with the NAF. Totally agree. No support from the NAF at all. In fact, whenever it comes to trying to do something with the NAF, generally speaking, it's been a bit of a pain. Yeah, like the line, the NAF also offers the possibility through the tournaments. No, the tournaments offer the possibility of yeah. meeting people. Yeah. The NAF just that's, is there. Yeah, and that's probably and possibly and hopefully just a shame that in our area, whenever we've we got, we, the NAF is very reactive. Yeah. Um, and, oh man, that one time we tried to get a tournament sanctioned, they didn't bother, and then wouldn't sanction our next tournament because we hadn't uploaded the results for the first yeah. tournament that they hadn't sanctioned. Exactly. That was like, are you are you kidding? Like, we wanted to sanction this tournament. You never got back to us. You didn't sanction it. And now you won't sanction the new tournament because we didn't upload the results to the tournament that wasn't sanctioned by you because you didn't bother. I will say Stim, Stimmer, the tournament director, is brilliant. Yeah. But you shouldn't have to go to the tournament director. It's just that kind of vibe of like, there's a lot of questions that are like, the NAF's great. They run great tournaments. And I'm like, people run great tournaments. Yeah. The NAF collect the stats and encourage players to go to get their stats. Yes. Well on board with that. Yeah. But our tournaments would not change at all whether or not the NAF was there. It would be the exact same experience whether or not the NAF existed. Or not. Yeah. It would probably be easier because we wouldn't yeah. have people going <laughs> yeah. like, what's the NAF and can I join on the day? And us going, yeah. no. Yeah. No, 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 no. We don't want to go on this website at home let alone in the outside world um yeah tournament discounts i think that's again some tournaments are like 20 pounds for the tournament or 15 if you're a NAF member and NAF membership comes free that's kind of the way a lot of right, tournaments okay. do it which i if we weren't running 80 man tournaments we might want to do but i wouldn't want to do it because i really can't be bothered to sign people up on a really rubbish website yeah <laughs> i don't want to be too negative but it's not my job. I, I will I will die on the hill that this is a really rubbish website. <laughs> yeah, it's, also, it's not my job to get people to sign up to the NAF. It's yeah. my job to run a great tournament. Yeah. Uh, right, next question. Um, we're going to skip this one because it's about uh, somebody saying that Spain was a less than strong NAF area and actually the stats show that Spain is almost as strong in the NAF 
as the UK. As the UK, which I think is really, really, really cool. So it's wonderful that Shurikov is on that, and I think Spain is just a pretty awesome place for Blood Bowl. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, uh, and not hobby, actually. Man, Spain yeah. Out the, yeah, loads of hobby products come out of Spain. We'll skip that one too, because that's about who's going to be vice president, and there isn't an answer. All right, here we go. Uh, should non-NAF members be allowed to participate in NAF events? What we're going to do, because this is a five-point question, we'll go question, answer, question, answer, because sure. otherwise I think it might get a bit crazy. So, should non-NAF members be allowed to participate in NAF events? The answer, I do not think so. It represents a problem in dealing with statistics. On the other hand, joining the NAF costs little money. As I mentioned previously, I believe the functions of the NAF should be analogous to those of a sports federation in the same way that if you want to participate in certain sports, you must be federated. If you want to participate in NAF tournaments, you must affiliate with the NAF. Okay, this one, uh, I will say, true. Joining the NAF costs little money. I would say that is true. The NAF membership is, is it £10 for a year? But then you only need to do it once, and yeah. then you get forever incorporated yeah. in stats. You don't need to renew it. Um, However, the only thing with, with memberships, the only really, the only figure that really matters is the difference between zero and anything. And even something creates a new barrier that people will just avoid. And um, so, like, I would say it costs little money, but it's still a barrier that is there. Um, what do you want to touch on the rest of the point? <laughs> I think... We've set the scene for that one, and other questions will link into it. Okay. So I think we'll we'll sure. because that when unsurprisingly that's one of the summary points that we kind of need to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we'll fill that one out. So question two: What can the NAF do to help expand into countries with little or no NAF ball presence? Um, probably the best way to establish some of these countries would be to help local NAF communities hold NAF tournaments. Fumble and BB3 can help find players in these areas. Fine. Should Goblin Bombers be given primary passing skill access? Probably yes. I agree with yeah. that. But that's... that's yeah. Uh, right. Uh, what has the NAF been doing well? And what has the NAF been not doing well? So the NAF has done a lot of things right. Maintenance of match history database. The NAF ranking. The hosting of major international events such as the World Cup. It's possible that the NAF had more involvement in the World Cup than than I think, and I might be wrong, but it's just we spoke to the guys who did the bid, um, and when we did our interview, they actually said, we run the event, the NAF organises the rules. So I think the event being run is run yeah. by the volunteers, funded by the NAF. So I imagine there's a lot of work there for the NAF committee to make sure that everything's legit. That's a huge thing, and I'm not going to take it away from them. Um, the um, collaboration with local tournament organisers potentially somewhere not on the south coast uh, of England the exclusive gifts to members the maintenance of the game during the departure of games workshop and five there's always room for improvement I think these are the areas where there is most room for improvement okay this is the juicy bit this is yeah. where I think it starts getting um, getting pretty fun it would be good to modernise the organisational structure and communication channels 10 out of 10 no notes needs to be done we yeah. need like the website needs to be updated it needs to be within this um millennium not even you know decade um yeah and yeah. And, and communication like we, we said with the even to vote in the election was a headache and not exactly transparent um yeah this needs to change there was we, a we've said this for a, while. a lot of that on facebook as well people were like why was this not like like i appreciate you've posted a couple of times on the NAF 
thing but like something this big why was there not more discussion and more pu public it is tough because this is legit um like the and on facebook man even that posting on facebook it shows the age <laughs> i mean people gotta, under 30 don't use facebook you've got to go with your your audience of users i guess but then it touches on that <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah. So, moving, yes, segueing into that. Uh, in order to guarantee the future of Blood Bowl is essential to carry out initiatives bringing young players. It would also be good to incorporate more female coaches. Uh, likewise, it would be interesting to encourage participation of people of other races and cultures in events and expanding the territories where there's no NAF presence. Do you want to jump in with that one? Yeah, this is really important. And we said we touched on it a little bit before. This is really important, but I want to know how. It doesn't, uh, he doesn't suggest how to do this. Just saying, like, um, It'll be good to encourage to incorporate more female coaches, and you're kind of thinking, well, from where? What are you going to do to it? That like I've seen initiatives even in the south where you've got female leagues, has been set up in Portsmouth, and like stuff like that, just to encourage, you know, that's probably just to protect them from the Bruce Bowl, <laughs> quite possibly, and yeah, Bruce Bowl itself, because <laughs> posting pictures of Bruce Bowl on Facebook is is just about okay. It would definitely open a very different can of worms uh, if the all female league went Bruce Bowl. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, no, that wouldn't be on Facebook. No. <laughs> uh, but no, you're, you're exactly right. I I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start with this. Um, luckily, not really my place. Like, mm. um, and that's, that's We're fine. very inclusive with Beachhead, I feel, about the tournaments we run. Well, that that that's how we do things. We, we, there's no... We want easy access to anybody who's interested. But it is not really our place to go out and generate interest to people who aren't already interested. If mm. you think you're interested in Blood Bowl, welcome to the channel. Come play. Like, great. And I think that's 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 enough for us. Um, this is an interesting one. You're quite right. I wouldn't even know. So any work, any work done in that, magic. Yeah. Like, and as you said, it, it goes beyond Blood Bowl. It goes beyond tabletop game. It goes to everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It does. Um, it could be very positive to enhance collaboration and synergy between the board BB and BB platforms. So synergy between Tabletop, Blood Bowl 3 and Fumble. I am going to put a pin in that because I believe that is a monstrously big thing to underline and I'm going to come back to it later. Uh, this point can be also useful to attract young players. Actually, engagement with Blood Bowl 3 when it's working. Uh, so did Dawn of War got you into 40k? It did. And that's miserable. Yeah. Well, Dawn of War is amazing. It is. 40k is miserable. Um, but yeah, I think that's really good. So uh, it would be positive to use tools that remove the language barrier to encourage the participation in non-English speakers in the NAF management positions. Um, I don't think this matters to the crux of our episode. However, making it more accessible to everybody world round, I think, is really important. And something that we've seen through this election and historical elections is... America, Europe, and no, America, Europe, and UK are really three different spheres. And I'm sorry, I'm. Um, what's uh, Australia, New Zealand, Oceania, Oceania, yeah. Australasia? Yeah, I think it's I think Australasia. I think these Australasia. Yeah, you guys are fine. Like you guys are wicked. Eucalyptus Bowl, Johnny Wilkinson, yeah. George Christodoulo. You guys have got it sorted. <laughs> yeah. You don't need help. You're just winning, absolutely winning. Um, but the rest of us, just weird little clumps, and that, I think that's that's quite an interesting one. So trying to find a way to amalgamate that. You don't see much in Asia, do you? 
think Milton said there's a Filipino league. Oh, yeah, I think that there are leagues existing in the, within the countries. And I remember talking to some um, some people went to the Warhammer World tournament or what a Warhammer World tournament who had like a sort of a Chinese league of like expats who live in China. But yeah, we, we do send a bunch of stuff to Korea. Okay, yeah, okay. So I think there's smatterings, but they don't, they don't seem to be huge in like no huge representation in in the global math. But scene. is that because we don't know about it? Maybe is that because we don't know about it? Um, it'd be very interesting to include more stats. Yes, I agree. Probably a shout out to San Mike Davies, ex-president, uh, runs a great tableau for Blood Bowl. Probably the most important thing, stability in the rules and more independence from Games Workshop. The competitive environment needs a stable game rulebook with the community, uh, which the community feels it's as its own. It must be the community itself in a participatory manner that accepts or rejects new rules and modifications proposed by Games Workshop. I believe that important decisions such as the use of several rerolls in the same turn, the design of some star players, secret weapons, or updating of some teams requiring further analysis and deeper reflection. Uh, we have experienced some periods of chaos regarding the rules with huge changes coming to us through a Games Workshop FAQ. I think this is a situation that can be improved. Right now, we still have the problem of star players and that they play for the special rule teams and not for a number of races as before. Some players are so unbalanced that the tournament organisation spends a lot of effort to see what to do with them. In the upcoming Euro Bowl in Greece, many star players are directly banned. I think this is a matter for improvement. Right. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. And I think we start the conversation off here and we come back to it 89 more times. Yeah, I uh, agree. Ben. I we've mean, talked about this so many times on the podcast, haven't we? Like, I think I'd recommend watching the episode as Games Workshop Good for the Game because I feel like it sums this, a lot of this up. We might reiterate things we've said there. Um, it, the, the rules being more independent from GW, you have some thoughts on this. I know this is something you feel quite strongly on. Do you want to touch on that? Yes. <clears throat> and this is the this is the interesting bit, because there are some elements of this I love. And there's a whole lot of it that I get concerned about. So let's do the whole sandwich thing. Good. Mm. Uh, succinct rules pack for a competitive environment. Money. Love that. Taking it away from actually being a game of Blood Bowl, I hate that. I think that's a terrible idea. And I think I summarised it in our little group chat, Ben, which was a case of um, our players struggle to keep up with the rules and the FAQ. What we can't have is the rules, the FAQ, and then NAF Bowl separately with a separate iteration of rules. Yeah. And 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 that's why I I think I that's why I put the pin in the synergy between Fumble BB3 and Tabletop Blood Bowl. Uh, is because Fumble and Blood Bowl 3, Asterix Blood Bowl 3 is getting there, well, they use the actual rules of Blood Bowl. Like, they, that's actually Blood Bowl. Taking away from that would make it worse, would, would increase the lack of synergy. Yeah, and especially to talk about in previous posts that you want to bring more people in and be more inclusive, to then create this, this extra layer that people have to get over. It is, yeah, that's a bit frightening, right? Like, and this is this is really I'm tr I'm, tr I'm trying to hold back my opinions as much as possible. No, let them out. But um, I I I am not in any way, shape, or form opposed to a competitive version of Blood Bowl yeah. that is stripped back. That is, this is the way. This is the the, the rule set that we use for premium events. We want to. This is high competitive. But I. Just that's not what tournaments of Blood Bowl are about. 
and and it's one thing sort of saying i love the i love the idea of having a, a sports federation the laugh is not a sports federation like because the people who are invested in it the majority of the people who are in it have, are in it because someone signed them up at a tournament and genuinely and this is not i'm not throwing shade or, or being overly negative but there will be a monstrous proportion of the NAF people who don't have a clue what their username or their number is or, yeah. or what, what what the hell it means. Or even remember that they were signed up to begin with. This is this happens a lot. They're like, oh, I'll sign up to the NAF, I think, but I don't know, I'll just do it again. And it's like, you're not really in the NAF. You're just kind of paying a tax for, for something you're not using. Um, however, like, like I said, like good, bad, good, the idea of a streamlined rule set for competitive play as its own variant could be very, very, very cool, but it, it isn't Blood Bowl. Like right now, we get so many people coming to play Blood Bowl because they've gone to Games Workshop or Entoyment and they've said, hello, I'd like one copy of Blood Bowl, please. And they get Blood Bowl, they play Blood Bowl. Someone says, don't forget to go to the Games Workshop website, the people who run Blood Bowl and check the FAQ because they sorted some rules out and made some changes. And they go, okay, where do I get the rules? Where do I get the modifications? Where do I get the FAQ for Blood Bowl? Games Workshop. I'll probably go to them. Here's my FAQ. Okay, now I know how to play Blood Bowl. If you go to a tournament and you're like, are you playing with the new NAF rules? They're going to be like, right? No, I don't know what that is. And we're going to have this situation where there's going to be people playing two different types of game. Yeah, that, I think that is a huge fear. That there's going to be division in the player base of people who play casually and play well more I think there already is no, but it's going to be exacerbated I don't think so I don't, I don't think I think it's beyond that I think if you go to a tour if I wanted to go to a 40k tournament I would learn how to play 40k and then I'd go to a 40k tournament and I would play 40k what I wouldn't do is learn how to play 40k and then learn a specific set of sub rules to go and play in a tournament without wanting to and i think that's the biggest issue here is that if there is a a competitive variant of blood bowl that some tournaments are naf only because they're naf pro or whatever that's fine but you you got to want to do that and i genuinely don't think there's going to be a huge amount of people that want to do that because they want to play blood bowl they want to go on tuesday like to club and then saturday go to the tournament and play the same game do you not think there's already an element of that though like um People go to a tournament and oh, we're not using mercenaries. What if they or what if they had been playing in their like home league or even just like with their siblings or something, and they've been reading the rulebook as per and being like, oh, you don't use mercenaries or oh, you don't get a new random skill every game or something. Or... Well, you don't use SPPs. Even at that point, like you go like that's the first thing you don't do at a tournament. Yeah. But I think the difference is that those are rules that are not used. They are not rules that are changed. They are not rules that are different. If you see what I mean. Yeah, like, okay. Okay, we're doing a resurrection format, in which case you don't track your, your SPPs. You start with your skills, uh, and um, we're not allowing these inducements to be bought for your team. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, okay, that's stuff I don't have to know. And I think that that's where you kind of get, what is it, addition by subtraction? Where it's a case of here's 150 things you can do in Blood Bowl, at tournaments, we're only going to have 80 of them. So the people that know about them, forget it. People who don't know about them, don't worry about it. Yeah, even so much as like, you know, you've got like the prayers and nothing to we just use like the bottom eight or whatever. Exactly, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the the issue comes in where it's like, here's 150 things in Blood Bowl. We're not going to use 80 of them. And 20 of these are going to be different than they are in the game. 
and that's the that's the thing that yes. I think has somewhat uh, triggered the community and potentially correctly in some ways. However, we've got to say there is an issue with some star players. Oh, we've said this on the pod. I I, I actually agree with this point. <laughs> um, like the star player one being like they play for the special rule teams, not for a number of races. Like I yeah. I, I I think that's okay. A problem. As far as Blood Bowl twenty twenty goes, there are a few things that stop it from being perfect. Wildly inaccurate and the deflection interception thing. Yeah, it's just dumb. Like it it's just dumb. it's I I as an as an as an as an NFL fan, I get it. I wildly inaccurate. I really don't. Um, but deflection and interception, that's that's how it goes. Like they bat the ball, they catch the ball. Great. I, I understand that from a rules point of view. From a game point of view, I don't think it was necessary. Yeah. That I don't I just think is unnecessary. And the star player tagline regions thing. Yeah, it's not helped things. Uh they did a classic games workshop where they introduced a new mechanic that started out kind of pretty neat. But then as soon as they started expanding, yeah. it broke it. Every which game, is like what they do. Every game gets bloat. Yeah. in the history of the world. Um, this one, it is sad because it, it was elegant before. It was. Um, and you don't have the player fatigue. Uh, however, like banning stuff from tournaments, I, I again, I, I think is an element of addition by subtraction. Like add a star player tax, you know, Games Workshop themselves have flexed the cost on some of them. Actually, is that enough? Yeah, especially if your rule pack is good for the tournament, because actually it's like, well, I can run Griff, but I'm not running it all else, but I can still use my model, which I'm a big fan of, as opposed to, you know, oh, I'm into Blood Bowl, I've bought my human team, I've bought Griff, I want to use Griff, can I use Griff at the tournament? No, he's been banned because someone didn't think he was fair. Mm. Like, is it, can I not just not take the Blitzers and still take Griff? No, put your model away. Like, but the model costs more than my team. Don't shop at Forgecraft. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> It's a tough one, um, but a lot of what they're saying is correct, and I get, I get it. Leading into that, on the other hand, I think the old version of some teams could be recovered and coexist with the new one. A clear example is the Bretonia team uh, that has been replaced by the Imperial Nobility, a completely different team in terms of background miniatures and playstyle. So I think the NAF should recover the old Bretonian team as a NAF team like the Slan, which could perfectly coexist with the current Nobility roster. Any thoughts on that one, Ben? Oh, I was ready to go devil's advocate on this one, but no, um, I, uh, I don't know. More blood bowls, more better, right? We've always said this. I think you know, new teams aren't. I, I, I don't think there's really a cap on the number of teams you can actually have in the game. Um, I, 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 I don't actually mind this point much. I think with the old Bretonians, I think they've clearly been redesigned to nobility, and I think in the case of obvious and apparent redesigns like corn as well um I, I just don't think it's required i think <laughs> new teams with new interesting takes that's it that's, awesome. what I was, that's what i was gonna say yeah i was like okay you've got the Praetorian team which plays similarly but not the same as nobility arguably i'd say nobility was a little bit more interesting yes because you've got a thrower and you've got a big guy and therefore you've got different teams you can take Praetorian are cool but I think if we're going to add teams, let's add teams that add something to the yeah. game. Like, bring Britannia back, just make them different. Oh, I'll bring Squeaks back before yeah. you bring Squeaks to the NAF tournaments, before you bring Britannians. Because that, that again, is a the thing there. People are going to be like, uh, what is this team? And I had a look at the NAF stats. And um, what do you think is more? The amount of Imperial Nobility games played or the amount of Britannian games played all time? 
uh, well, all time would work, right? Like, surely, because, like, I mean, it's been going on a long longer. There have been less games played with Bretonians than there have been with Imperial Nobility. No way, really? Yep. What, since, like, 2016? 4,000 games of Bretonians um, for all editions. Uh, and... That surprises me, actually. And 4,400 or something Nobility. Um, yeah, yeah, I want. Yeah, that's so, true because there's been there's a lot more players as well, yeah. and there are starter teams. But yeah, uh, and in the true. 2016 rule set, less than two percent of games were played using Britannians. So it's a really interesting one. I massively support the. Uh, do you know what? I, I'm actually not sure about this anymore. It made me really think about the Slan team. I love the Slan team because it's just a different way to play. But the Slan team is the one thing that I'm like, this is uncomfortable sometimes with with players coming to a tournament because they're like. Why are there frogs? And I think that's a legitimate thing to say because, yeah. again, it's another thing that's different. But People know Warhammer and Slan aren't really Warhammer. <laughs> Slan are OG Warhammer. But it's that, it's that case of like, um, this. I, I'm confused by this extra thing that is new and, and is peculiar. It's really funny because I actually think if you tried um, putting a new team into a NAF tournament, uh, they would decline it yes. uh, as being unsanctionable. And um, yeah, so I'm a big fan of the Bretonian team because it's really interesting. Great in sevens. Um, I think is a, it's a an odd hill to die on. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, here's a team that is actually very similar to another team. Yes, it's different. All teams are different. But if you're going to introduce another team, why not introduce another team that's different? Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing that I find a bit, a bit peculiar about it, especially because of how just ridiculously unpopular Bretonian were like because no one knew about I, I actually because like, obviously I, one of the reasons I was surprised by that was because I always thought Bretonians were a really popular team before no. like, before 2016 no. 53% win rate they were on Blood Bowl yeah and that's Ooh. why because that, that, that's yeah. why I thought that because they were like yeah. a starter team in Blood Bowl 2 uh, and potentially that's that's why um, however Blood Bowl 2 is like <laughs> again not Blood Bowl anymore yeah um, it's its own little cupboard <clears throat> of a game that works Interesting one. Um, so there's a couple of questions here about the website, and we're just going to skip it because, nah, mate. You know what we think about that. There's just no point. Yeah. Um, we'll say there's someone called Danny on here who really kind of says, hey, you've said that this is looking good, but it looks terrible. Uh, I really did appreciate that one. Um, something about the ethics committee. I don't really want to touch on that because I don't really know what it's trying to achieve. And it's something about the VP, the vice president. Again, I don't want to touch on that. Uh, something about the World Cup. Not going to touch on that. There's Danny saying, "Hey, are you going to fix the website?" And he says, "I'm going to fix the website." And Danny says, "Is it free volunteer work?" Yeah. Is that what he's going to rely on? Mm, yeah. Or hire it. Yeah. Well, okay. Free volunteer work means you won't get a website. I'm telling you that as a software engineer, don't work for free. Or well, hiring developers means you won't have any money. Exactly. Yes. They're not cheap. So checkmate on the website. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I really want to see it done. I think it's totally possible. I think the NAF probably could bite a bullet and work on it or even just do like a fundraiser or something for it i um, think it would be there oh, it's a tough one uh, i think hilariously the thing that the NAF does the best is look after the data um but the way it's presented is is not inaccessible but it's not like out there and easy to access it's not highly accessible i think something like that would be really cool like i love tour play i love that i'm the number five skiing coach in the uk like that's just wicked and it's like that's cool uh naf i've got a rating of 1.4 to the three beta yeah 
I yeah, cool. I don't know. I don't know. That's that like yeah. There's some work that could be done there, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Unless it really matters to you, in which case you probably already know, and we don't need to talk about it too much. So something I've said, I, it might be a bit of a tangent, but I just I would just love for there to be integration with these things like Torplay and all that, which one of the other candidates did, add. Um, and for you to just be able to be, to be like play a tournament game and then you have an app on your phone and you just refresh it and you see all the number go up or like a line go up just like have some interaction between the data and visualization and that just does not exist here like you see numbers the tableau and you have is to go the best through like tables and yeah yeah the tableau is all right but like it's not, you don't really see it on a personal level uh, um use tableau for work as well so it also is kind of like a bit it's just very dry yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. not like mobile friendly, which you know oh, things not, are like even, things need even, to be now. Even browser friendly sometimes. Exactly, it's it's just a mess, and it, something neat organized is what needs to be done. But that isn't free, and he said he thinks he can rely on on free work of you know volunteers. But I just we tried that for a bit. We never would get around to it because you're just too busy with life. Yeah, and like it's it's it's, it's a, a lot really to do. it's a really tough one, but it, I think that fundamentally comes down to what's the NAF trying to do and what's the NAF trying to be. Yeah. And I believe this presidential election has really put that under a spotlight of, I don't think the NAF really knows what it is anymore um, because it's been so many things to so many people in so many different ways and so many different times that, yeah, anyway, that's my, my conclusion point. <clears throat> Got a few more questions. Um, should the NAF be taking more heavy-handed critical approach to sanctioning multiple events in short duration? Uh, as league director, there has been many frustrations. Is this him? Oh no, Cara. Maybe I'm the wrong person. Uh, with getting improvements into OBBLM, not too fussed about that. I would anticipating this coming up. How do you guide the committee when inevitably we get new games, workshop, races, rosters, similar in theme as existing races? Would you have suggested, are you in agreement with the split of Bretonian rank tracking and Imperial nobility as an after previously? Uh, many new tournament coaches have voiced concern and annoyance with the rankings of races that have been heavily altered with each uh, Games Workshop edition and are maintained. Would you suggest rankings be reset periodically? In which ways do you think the NAF is too heavy-handed? So, skip the top one, skip the second one, because uh, that's about league stuff. Um, it says, I think it's positive that the NAF provides free league management tools. Just pay the £10 and get tour play. It's just good. Like That's how you make your league good. Yeah, top is worth it. It's just good. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think that, as I've commented in another answer, Bretonian and Imperial Nobles are two different teams and should be treated differently. The background is different. Love that they're leaning into the background. Do enjoy that. The miniatures are different, and the, the play style is very different. I would say the play style is different. I wouldn't say it was very different. Mm. Uh, yeah. They're still mid-range control uh, teams. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I think Bretonia should be brought back as it was in Blood Bowl 2016 and should have the same status as the Slan team. Similarly, I think the Imperial Nobility should be... Okay, well, we've covered that. Yeah. Whenever a new team appears, the NAF should analyse it and study whether to accept it as official or not. And in case of accepting it, whether it should replace the previous one or if both versions should coexist. Ben. Oh, that one's big. You are going to a tournament. <laughs> you've been to in tournament. You've picked up the new Squig team. You've gone to your tournament or you've tried to submit your roster and your roster person says i'm terribly sorry but this is not tournament legal sorry what do you do um you don't go to the tournament you don't go to the tournament yeah and um for a platform of we should encourage new people and we should be inclusive 
That's not very inclusive. Um, it definitely adds a bump. Yeah. Which I, it, it's just a really again, like you say, you said before, it's just a strange hill to die on because you could accept it, and the NAF could like you could work through things. Like we we said, tearing mixing with tearings is something that is fine usually, and like you you can just change that. And I don't think Games Workshop has. There's never been a situation where Games Games Workshop has released a team, and everyone is like, "This team is stupid. Ban it completely." Even Underworld, with a win rate of like sixty five percent, isn't going to get banned completely. And that's fine with that one. Well, it's also because it's it's in the game. Like, yeah, it's in the game. It's there. It's the game. Like, yeah. and I know that we, you know, Games Workshop is this evil corporation. Uh, to a lot of people, but it's in their best interest to make a game that people can, can play, can play, and buy models for. Well, yeah, but like, but I mean, the people who make Blood Bowl want people to be able to play Blood Bowl, and if stuff is just egregious, then they actually do want to tone it down so that people play the game. Like we see this in 40k. Luckily, it's not as bad as 40k because imagine in 40 because in 40k you have an army made of multiple teams. And each one of them does weird stuff and gets shimmied. Yeah. Okay, blah blah. We've got one team to worry about. Um, it's a lot easier to balance, blah blah. <laughs> yeah, and the community's got a great bit of flex. What I do, what I was, I was hoping some of this means, and it, I, I will be asking the, the president if we get a chance, is do you mean here's the NAF standard rules? These are the tiers for the teams. This is stuff that we recommend you allow, don't allow, or you know, there's a, a tax. Tax and roster building, I think, is fine. Like, skills, skill tax, price tax, I think, is absolutely fine. If the NAF want to say, here's your here's your star players, but we've increased the price points of these due to player feedback, fine. Yeah. Are we running the Games Workshop match play rules this tournament, or are we running the NAF match play rules this tournament? I mean, that's, that's manageable. Um, but to say, oh, cool team Games Workshop, we're not allowing it to the NAF tournament, it's just not going to work. It's just straight up not going to work. You feel this way about stars as well, don't you? Like not including stars is yeah. something you really don't like. Tax them? Absolutely. If you are worried, if, if a star has landed and he is egregious, tax it. Yeah. Rob your skills. Do whatever you want to do. Still give people that choice. But they should have the choice to run it. Yeah. And because it, cause that's that's inclusion. That, that's, that's D&D, right? It's DMing 101. Mm. Yes, but can I do this really stupid thing? Yes, but that's all you can do this turn. All right, well, let's try it. All right, cool. And you need an app 20. Okay, let's try it. Sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it's not. But it's that. It's that. My game. Like, yeah. I bought my models. I want to play my game because it's the game. I talk about this with you guys all the time with the background in game design that I've got. Like one of the key things that is drilled into your university is player agency. Mm. Like, like the thing that makes people engaged with a game is having the agency to control it. And like that's what you mean. If you as soon as you take like the option away from someone, they lose interest. Like it's that was one of the biggest issues I had with Age of Sigma when it landed. Is because all their heroes were preset characters, and the same issue yeah. I had with War Machine back in the day. So I will. Where do I? Where do I build my stuff? And Blood Bowl is so strong. You build your team. You name your players. Some of and in a league they develop and stuff like that. Taking yeah, just taking away you your option to choose things that are fine is really important. Now, I've circled myself into a corner because I've also said that sometimes uh, addition by subtraction is is correct. 
um, and I think the death zone rules and stuff like that on stuff that is too swingy is a, is a, is a valid thing. But I don't think it's taking agency away from people. And that's it. I think. Yeah. I, I also, I do think it has to do with models. Yeah. You don't like. Well, we allow giants because you can get a giant model because they're not that broken at all. They're actually quite bad, but they're fun. Yeah. Okay. You can take a giant, but it's a third of your team cost, and most of the time they're not great. I want to try it. Go for it. Yeah, yes. and I would also say with the mercs, yes. while you can create cool characters, I'd, I'd argue there's an element of reduced agency there because why wouldn't you have your, like, edge to run it all oh, the time? That's really, yeah, that's... Like, it's like... You, that's very accurate. <laughs> if you could run Chaos Dwarves with, like, your, you know, Strength 2, Movement 8, Ball Carrier, sorry, Skitter, um, but, like... <laughs> He's Movement 9, but, yeah. Yeah, sorry, true, yeah. But, yeah. like, what, what I mean is there is there is an element of um, reduced agency there. Yeah. Because you feel like you can't take it because it's so suboptimal that you would be playing the game wrong <laughs> by not taking it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so there, there's a fine tune. There, there's balancing it is fine tuning, but I'm um, just saying you can't have this option at all. It's never really. And I don't, again, I don't want to weigh in too heavily on my opinions here, but that was one of the things that I thought was a real disappointment from the World Cup rule set. Was the not allowing the stars that landed from Games Workshop? It just—it was just uh, there were so many stars that people were excited to run, but they they didn't because they wanted to play with the the, the rule set. So Ripper, you know, all the Goblin stars, the 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 uh, Amazon stars, it just, they couldn't be run, and it just felt a bit sad. It was just a, sh a shame that all this cool new stuff. Oh, you can't play the cool new stuff. Yeah. Um, that was a bit like, wow, that's incredibly deflating. Like, oh, I'm going to run this roster because this is new and interesting and no, you can't do it. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, question, question, question. This is a, a triple one. Uh, I'm a relative new player, so don't uh, I fully appreciate, understand the NAS involvement with the rules when the game is no longer supported by Games Workshop. But the thought that a game which is actively managed uh, in terms of rules by Games Workshop would be tampered with by NAF does seem concerning to me. Why do you slash the NAF think they are better placed to change the rules of the game? Whilst all of the changes may not be agreed with, uh, it's a changing meta not better for the game and keeps it fresh. The tournament scene and presumably leagues have never been as popular. Uh, at what point does the NAF stop? You could end up with two very different games with very different rule sets used for league and tournaments, which would be very concerning and confusing. So it's great that someone who's newish to the NAF is asking questions yep. like that because that's a really solid question. And that's why we're here to talk and about it. And there's a lot of these type of players. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there is, because the game's being supported and there's new shiny things. Yep. Um, this is undoubtedly a key issue. Uh, I'm going to try my best to glean what is useful. In my humble opinion, Blood Bowl is right now the game that it is and has the biggest events in games of this time, thanks to the NAF. The NAF is a reference and an example to be followed by communities of other games. Without the NAF, it is very possible that Blood Bowl will have disappeared or would be a minority game for nostalgics. Uh, the NAF is taking care of the game, even its developers. It represents the gaming community and does not pursue economic objectives. I agree with a lot of it. Mm. Uh, right. Pretty yeah. much all of it, except the biggest events in games this type, thanks to NAF, because again, we touched on that before, where I think yeah. some of these events would be held whether or not they were there. Yeah. Um, I think the World Cup, though, yes. is an anomaly. 
Yes. Because I think there is a big global element. That's a celebration, man. Yeah. That is awesome. I think when it comes to international events, having something like this is really important. Yep. Um, it's very hard to organize that without some international body. Um, the Blood Bowl gaming community has historically been very strong. When Games Workshop tried to revamp High Elves with new miniatures and new rules, I mean, we're talking about something that happened in the early 2000s. High Elves have not had new miniatures since before I left school. Yes. So, I mean, it, this is a this is a really interesting thing. And forgive me, I do not mean to belittle anybody who's worked really hard to keep the game is. Because I agree that if the NAF hadn't been there to keep the game available as a rule set and to promote tournaments or you know provide a purpose to tournaments then the game probably would never have been resurrected by games workshop although they tend to resurrect their historical game we've seen legions imperialis adeptus titanicus they they space hulk's been back 85 times they, they do yeah. bring the nostalgia train back but probably wouldn't have landed quite so well if global wasn't still a thing even Two years is a long time in any business, in any company. Companies that have changed CEOs, directives, the, the environment has changed, the world has changed since COVID. I think that there is a, a huge element that we have to be conscious that the stuff that happened before doesn't really matter anymore because the people who were involved and the direction that was required have all gone. Yeah. The people who are looking after Blood Bowl now have probably got a very different directive than they did in the 2000s. And that's, it's good to know about stuff, but like, I I think we go, Blood Bowl is different, Games Workshop is massively different, and the economic climate is massively different. And the impact here of like, Games Workshop tried to bring out a new team and we said no, and they didn't do it. I, I don't think thinking that that happened in the 2000s is going to mean a damn bit of difference in this this day and age. Yeah, I I, I think I, I'm gonna tr I'm gonna view this I think from um, a bit of a more positive lens with like because I really agree with the last point where it doesn't pursue economic objectives and I think it is actually very important to have that kind of control there. I agree. I do agree because that's there is a hypothetical that Games Workshop released something purely for an economic incentive. And it's, it's pretty good that there is some kind of accountability ran by the community that could hold that. But I just don't think we're seeing it. I think it, it's nice that this exists. And I think it's important that this exists. But I don't think it's really a problem right now. Right now. And it's hilarious that the people whose um, financial benefit has cultivated such a lack of trust from the community yeah, for sure. so long is it quite funny. Um, that said, with the exception of the star players, I do think they're knocking out of the park with Blood Bowl 2020 rules. Yes. Um, and the star players are massively easy for us to manage. You can ban them or you can just overcharge them. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, that's a really easy tweak that anybody can understand. And even like that, that's not enough thing. That's a tournament organizer can do that. Yeah. Whatever. We choose yeah. to do that. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I know I will say, I will caveat. I said we don't see it from Games Workshop in Blood Bowl. Mm. In 40k, I think we do see it. I think we do see economic objectives in terms of new releases in games like 4 Yes. I think they, uh, I, I, the cynical hat going on, I think there are cases of new armies get released significantly buffed and way over-tuned by design. And I think new rules 
rules changes and increases, I think, happens by design to sell books. Yeah, it's also interesting to see that we don't have, there's no player rules committee for 40k, like the ITC rank, keep yeah. rankings. Um, and what that does is that creates a lot of community pressure for the FAQs, which is hilarious because yeah. they tend to be a little bit too, uh, watch tabletop tactics, I think they're brilliant. Um, and they're always kind of saying, right, cool, love this, this is too powerful, but now what we've gone is, this is too powerful, we'll nerf this bit, and that bit, and that bit, and now it's unplayable. And actually, this is why I mean, like, a player association or a competitive rules packet would be great. Like, I think if some, if, if, if there is a com committee that can balance that stuff and say, this is the most competitive way to play, here it is. Yeah. Uh, I think that's brilliant, but it is also not the actual game as written, which is, uh, again, this could be tainted by the way we run tournaments, which is we want people to come and play Blood Bowl. Um, but like of the 80 people that are coming to Beachhead this weekend, how many of them would want to play a NAF competitive rule set? Uh, probably maybe 20. Like that's that's a massive whiff. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked by that one. Uh, when Games Workshop abandoned the game 10 years ago, uh, Blood Bowl survived thanks to a strong community in the existence of the NAF. 100%. Like 100%. And I would never want to take that away. But we are two editions removed from that now. Yeah. Um, and the 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 concern, the caution, like quite frankly, if Games Workshop all of a sudden were like, boom, here's a bunch of teams and YOLO, I'm out. Uh, it wouldn't take very long for the community to sort of say, here's a curated rule set. We see it in Battles, uh, Battlefleet Gothic. We see it in Warmaster. Like, it's not it's not hard. Like, it's a lot of work. But it's it's it wouldn't take long. Yeah, uh, we 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 did touch on it a bit when we did our Giz Games Workshop, good for the game. I think yeah. where it was like in in kind of an ideal world, I think I might even prefer this because you know you know where I stand with things. But like like a community managed like organization running it is kind of to me more preferable. But still, it's central. And I think in a world where we have Games Workshop and the NAF right now, are kind of leaning towards Games Workshop have the rules just. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think Blood Bowl was. Well, I don't. It wasn't better before the game. I, I think. I think the mind. existence of Games Workshop is bringing in new people. Yeah. And in that, I'd rather have a world where new people are getting engaged with the game, and we have a suboptimal rule set that's managed by a company, than to have a game which is solely played by forty-year-old dads. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Five years away from achieving that goal. Um, Step-by-step, uh, uh, step, Games Workshop has been introducing changes and as they have been accepted by the community, they've been applying more profound changes. Is that a bad thing or it doesn't have to be? What's wrong then? Games Workshop proposing changes is not a bad thing. Some will be positive for the game and others not so much. All fair. Uh, the role of the NAF is to determine which are positive for the game, which are not, and to provide stability in the rules. It is... It, it, uh, it, is it not serious that there are rules for secret weapons and in a Games Workshop FAQ it's determined that suddenly their use does not cause a turnover and that a year later through another Games Workshop FAQ it's determined that now bombers do cause a turnover? Is it not serious to make a decision as important as being able to use several rerolls per turn in a Games Workshop FAQ without studying the impact on the game? Well, the FAQ just sort of said, no, 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 you, you can. That's what it says in the rulebook. Um, yes, yeah. Is it not serious that star players are designed so unbalanced that half of the tournaments prohibit or limit them in some way? Is it not serious uh, that teams or positionals disappear for no reason and players are left with useless miniatures? Like the new team that Games Workshop are releasing that you decided to ban. 
Yeah. What I will say is that that last bit uh, is um, I, I don't think matters to Games Workshop at all. And I would say that mm. why would they want to support third parties producing? Like, why would they be yeah. like, no, no, we'll keep that positional because because <laughs> Brute Fund sculpted a great one. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Like, that's not going to happen. And that's yeah. and I understand that. I, I, like Magic the Gathering, they're, they're like, we make these cards, so you buy the cards, but we trade you that money for good game, good game fun. Um, and that's. I think, I think, you know, I, I, people who watch this, who watch us, know I'm the last person really to stand on a hill defending Games Workshop, but I think they actually did show quite a lot of respect to the CRP stuff when they reinstated the game. Like, like the teams that they brought back, right, weren't really changed much from the CRP teams? Am I wrong there? No, I, I think you're right. I think they, they've every team that's been freshened up with a box of models, um, generally speaking, has had a little little bit of spice. Yeah. But after 20 years, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I really do. Like, and that might be because I'm, like, you know, mentioned Sports Federation. Well, I like sports. I love the NFL. And one of the best things about the NFL, but it's also a heartache, is that every year the teams are different. Um, Every year the teams are different. That that good player is gone, and now this team runs more than catches more because that's just how life is. Like, and that's the beautiful thing about Blood Bowl. And I, uh, Blood Bowl is a sports role playing game. What could be more sports role play than having good years and having bad years with the team and having teams change? And it's going to be a case. And I I genuinely welcome a little bit of a shake up because so far it has been a little bit of a shake up. Yeah. For every team that they've they've done, and I mean, I'm sorry, guys. Amazons were the worst team in Blood Bowl. True, <laughs> they were just boring. There so was boring. Nothing, nothing in the world was. I'd, ra I'd rather have played dwarves than against Amazons. Oh, block, blodge, 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 blodge guard. Brilliant. This is. You've got two players on your whole team. Well, now they're interesting. They're exciting. There's combos, and and I think they've done a really good job of that. All the fear is is warranted in some cases, and star players are a really big one. And I do massively think that an AF could be important in providing structure or recommendations for tournaments for like for, for dealing with star players. Hundred percent, I totally agree that I think rather than going down this route of replacing rules and for the sake of what they say stability which I kind of really disagree. I think having two rule books is really unstable. But yeah. <laughs> um, like working with Games Workshop, not even, even if they reject it directly, which, you know, show they're kind of not, they're currently integrating the NAF in their tournaments. The most recent tournament is now NAF sanctioned, which yeah. has like never happened. Um, like rather like do that and work with them or do what kind of we're doing. Sound like it's a bit grandstanding, but like talk about it, put pressure on. Like get get Games Workshop like thinking like, oh people aren't liking these changes. You can do that, and you can be like, you, especially with a body like the NAF, you could be reaching out to Games Workshop saying, our feedback from tournaments is people really don't like these changes. Can we address them? Can we work with you as the community player base? Can we work with you to change it? And I think Games Workshop should be more open with that as well. I I agree, QG. And well, we've met Jay. We yeah, had, we had a good few beers with him. And he really just wants to help cultivate a really good game. They are listening. They are absolutely listening. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting because the NAF is a, 
it feel it is both a big entity and it is both not a big entity. The numbers are big, but the active participants I think are very very small. Mm. Um, and the best way to give feedback to Games Workshop is to email the FAQ bit and be like, "Hey, we're playing a tournament this weekend. This was trash." Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know about that one because I don't know if they actually care. I think they I'd rather care, have some more direct communication. Well, I think they care more from a thousand people emailing about. Bomber. That's true. Then one person from the NAF saying some people at tournaments have said bomber's bad. That's true, but I think Games Workshop could also understand that the NAF does represent Huge, hugely so. Yeah. However, show me any kind of structure. Yeah, true. The NAF have just had their 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 their, their presidential election and a thousand people voted. Yeah. Like and that's such a true. really big important bit that I don't and and we talk about not having faith in Games Workshop making balanced rules because there's a financial thing. Well, there's no financial incentive for the NAF. There's no financial incentive to be a member of the NAF. And I don't know if I put faith in the NAF to be able to actually collate information given that they could only get about a thousand people to vote for the president of the NAF. I, it's a, that's, a I think, a very valid challenge back is that the, game, the Games Workshop guys who are involved in Bumble are going to look at this and go, wow, a thousand people care about the NAF. Yeah, we sold more boxes of like of, of uh, Amazons last weekend or something. Yeah, and it is kind <laughs> yeah. of a case of like, mm, all right, well, it's a, it's a tough one. But that's one of the really good things Shirakov is trying to drive in, in his previous things is modernization and engagement and actually listening to people. That there's so much they could do. Maybe I've missed it, but I like Bumble. I talk to a lot of people who are really deep in Bumble. And I'm not aware that the NAF, mm. other than the rules committee, but I, no one's ever really, I've never seen anybody say, hmm, the NAF have been asking about this. Yeah. So I don't think Games Workshop currently, if they're looking, would probably say, show me that you've actually been told this by the community. Exactly. And Mod it's not just that you and your mates think this is rubbish. Yeah, modernise interaction with the community. The NAF could do this. They could modernise the interaction. They could do polling. They could do statistics and things. They could get feedback from large events and tournaments that have players telling people what their problems are and then have connections with Games Workshop. The Games Workshop need to be open to, yeah. um, to doing. And then they can provide data and share data and work together. And I feel like that's so much more stable. Than separation. Yes, it's just it's like the blood bowl Brexit. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. Um, uh, I'm not thinking of inventing anything. NAFs already has a community a committee that analyzes the rules and makes decisions. Um, ultimately, the decisions must be made by the NAF. A major decision should be approved through consultation with player community. Good. That's what we just said. Same method was followed some years ago to officialize Corn and Britonia. That was again 10, 15 years ago, which is great, but. We've had 89 prime ministers since then, um, and that's a that's a country. Uh, ultimately, these decisions, da, da, da. regarding the question you raise, who really introduces change into the game is divided. Mm, I don't like that. Um, regarding the question you raise, who really introduced changes until the game was divided into two different ones? It was not the NAF, it was Games Workshop uh, when they introduced Blood Bowl 2020. Surely proposals rejected by the NAF would be rectified by Games Workshop as happened with piling on. That was in 2016, and Again, in any case, nothing would happen either if different sets of rules were used in the competitive environment. Um, it's an interesting one. It, I, I don't, yeah, I don't see any benefit in talking about that one there. Um, ben, I'm going to propose we have a tea and bathroom mm, sounds break. Sounds good. Yeah. And we're back. 
Check the mics are working. My yeah. mic's working. My mic's working. It looks like. okay. We're good. Okay. Um, so I uh, like the community around Blood Bowl, but I see a huge lack of involvement in NAF and the online community. Um, really, it just sort of says we want more synergy with the NAF. Establishing synergies between the board game and the online game will be key. Uh, Stimmer says, or Stim, I'm sorry, buddy, you're German, so I'm possibly Stimmer. Um, if you get elected president, what will be your first steps? <clears throat> I think the first thing of all will be to meet with all each of the current committee members to get their ideas and form a clear picture of the current situation, especially the economic. Proof of that. Yep. As long as Shurikov lands and says, right, guys, what, what are we all thinking? What are we all saying? That's a really solid point. Really solid point. As I mentioned above, the first measure would be the return of the Bretonian team, which would coexist with the current Imperial Nobility team. Um, that would be my first thing. After that, we'd set up work teams, uh, including um, the Rules Committee, to start working with the aim of developing as stable and complete as possible without ambiguities and trying to answer all doubts. Tournament Rules 2025, analysing new developments published by Games Workshop. Among the topics to be addressed would be issues such as the operation of secret weapons, the use of star players, combination of skills, uh, incentives that are problematic, etc, etc. B. Tournament Assistance Committee to support you, in this case, as Tournament Director. This is just him. An elaboration of an updated guide to help in the organisation of tournaments. Direct line with the TOs. Assistance in incidents. Uh, analyse the possibility of developing tools to manage tournaments to put them at the service of the community. Score and similar tools present problems. And it would be preferable that NAF develop some stuff uh, so that the TOs do not have to develop them. Continue to develop work from the NAF tournament series. Yeah, I think that's all really great. Expansion and Inclusion Committee, uh, Communication Committee, Ranking Statistics Committee, Fumble Working Committee, and a Blood Bowl 3 Working Committee. Um, what other improvements or changes? Uh, treasurer and online badges. Don't care about online badges. Um, creation of Tournament Assistance Committee. All right, nothing in there I think that's particularly spicy or, or interesting. Um, okay. <clears throat> of all the things I've read so far, this is a question, uh, by far the most arresting are your thoughts on the NAF potentially having greater independence from Games Workshop on the rules of the game, more directly, forcefully accepting or rejecting rules proposed by Games Workshop. You've cited multiple rerolls per turn as something of consideration, for instance. I suppose that I'm building on a question above. Um, historically, Games Workshop's, the NAF's relationship with Games Workshop has been a matter of warmish debate. From my travels, I know that in some geographies, parts of Spain being a good one, there is frustration about the perception the NAF does what it's told by Games Workshop without question. In others, there is frustration that we have an annual review at all. Games Workshop write the rules, we use the rules, we're lucky Games Workshop allows the NAF in the first place. Personally, I do not believe the NAF should be deliberately writing blah blah rules. We currently walk a tricky tightrope pretty well in that we take the temperature of the community annually, then give TOs agency to understand the shape and shape the tournament landscape within Blood Bowl 2020, while being firm that changes to a core rule, like the multiple rerolls, will not be sanctioned. Uh, I suppose we reserve the right to decide that strength 20 Space Marines aren't for us if something like that comes up. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Uh, I believe the new players attending a NAF tournament should not be surprised, should recognise the games they play as Blood Bowl, and I'm worried that this is a slippery slope that could ultimately lead to upset coaches bouncing off of the NAF schisms in the membership and a reduction in what authority the NAF has as a custodian of tournament Blood Bowl. I suppose my question, since this is a Q&A, is more what would you say to reassure me that my concerns are unwarranted and this is more of a formal direct push on rules is a good idea? 
Right, that's just an excellent question. Yeah, it's from Purple Goo as well, so mm. top player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I understand what you're saying, but I really think there's no reason to worry. It's not about confrontation with Games Workshop, it's about dialogue, and that each one exercises its role independently. Games Workshop to write a rulebook, and the NAF to define a stable set of rules that guarantees a healthy, competitive environment. Actually, it's something the NAF and the TO is already doing, changing team tiers, limiting or banning star players, Banning the use of bribes with secret weapons or sneaky git. Banning mercenaries, giants, wizards with many of the new incentives. Wizards are not new. Um, the point is that if a rule appears and the NAF considers that it's not positive for the competitive environment, it may decide not to apply it initially and to study whether the impact on the game is positive or negative before doing so. What would have been the issue if at the time the FAQ appeared, the NAF have said that for the time being enough tournaments, the failure with secret weapons, blah, 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 or that in another NAF tournament's time being, only one reroll can be used, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, then the NAF looks into it. If the change is positive for the game, is adopted, and if it's deemed negative for the competitive environment, the previous operation is maintained. In NAF tournaments, rule X will continue to be applied. Blah blah blah. blah. I don't think those actually will be angry because there's no mercenaries in NAF tournaments. I don't think they'll be angry because uh, failing a saw causes end of turn. There are degrees of divergence. And here a minimum degree is proposed, something along the lines of, hey, Games Workshop, the player community does not feel that change is appropriate to the competitive environment. It's nothing more than that. Seeking to make the game as stable and as fair as possible. I hope you have clarified your doubts. This bit, you said, we're lucky Games Workshop allows the NAF. I don't think so. I think Games Workshop is lucky there is an association like the NAF that organises competitive play so it doesn't have to and takes care of one of its games. That is not what I have seen personally in my sphere and interactions with Blood Bowl. Uh, I mean, yeah, we've covered that. We have. Well, I kind of agree with it. You kind of agree with what? That line. <laughs> the, the NAF organises competitive play? Well, not that bit, sorry. That Games Workshop's lucky that there is a structure, or at least there is a there is a large community. Oh yeah, I that agree with that. Massive. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, no, massively agree with that. I think Games Workshop is lucky <clears throat> that the community is so involved with the game that they and they just don't really have to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that to a some point. Yeah, uh, but again, that that that's. Uh, but yeah, no, sorry, I don't think it's the specifically the NAF that's to thank for it. I would love for the NAF to actually organise tournaments. That'd be wicked. Mm. Do four a year. Do four Grand Prix. As your pro series, you want? Yeah, do a pro series. You can put whatever stupid rules that you like. Ban all the fun stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's fine, but you know, um, leave my players alone essentially. Right, uh, question. Thanks for raising this. I'm very interested. Oh, here we go. In how you plan to include more youngsters and diverse people in Blood Bowl and Blood Bowl tournaments, can you please expand your concrete plans and strategies to do so? I feel like this is one of those easier said than done kind of topics. Very challenging indeed. Hi, Rodville. Thanks for your question. In the Madrid group, there are some 16, 18 year old players, and we've asked them. Some ideas, attract Bubble 3 players, improve the visual aspect of the website, use new communication channels, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, organize events to get started in the game with only two matches or formats like sevens. Hello. <laughs> like that. Uh, give a prize to the best young player. We already have some Blood Bowl initiative underway in high schools, similar to chess tournaments. Increasing the participation of other gendered coaches is complicated. Uh, they play in leagues, but it's difficult to get them to sign up for tournaments. In some games, like 40k tournaments are held for girls as a stepping stone before they attend general tournaments that's that's a that's a weird way of phrasing it but, I, but yeah, spanish to english yeah yeah uh, we've, we've done our best to try and 
yes tidy up any any language things because i think specific use of specific words yeah is is not necessary. i mean you see the meme fest about females because there's just like pictures of ferengi and facebook just being like oh, no stop reading as soon as someone said females i'm like they're going to be spanish like yeah um in some tournaments there are always tend to female coaches who usually repeat to expand and after new territories it's necessary to contact local communities and help them organize the first event which serves as a seed i hope i have solved your doubts ben um what does it matter if the nerf expands into a play um to an area where people aren't playing blood bowl I, genuinely i don't i don't think they what, what do you mean sorry what i think the nerf should be there to support people who want to play blood bowl oh um, right rather than like going to specifically seeking people the NAF out into new yeah. territories i think is yes is like um uh missionary stuff isn't it it's yeah like... yeah sorry I, I see what you're asking yeah i i think it's it's a weird phrase to do it i think um yeah you're right the, the support angle what's the phrase i build it and they'll come yeah. like when when it's when when there's there people will and if the nap is a body that people want to go to they will go there um they will ask the nap for support um i do think there are potentially things people can do uh, it was actually what I was the why I was saying people as well as I think it's it's a societal problem really with a lot of the uh, inclusivity with um, specifically genders, but also ethnicities. I think it goes beyond just a blood bowl problem. Um, I don't think there's a lot more tournaments can do from an organizational point of view. Um, I, I especially without um, you know going into a ropey area of um the suburb somewhere well, downtown somewhere I, I i just mean like you know socially like patronizing things you know being just like oh if you're if you're if you live here you probably can't afford a blood bowl team uh here's <laughs> yeah. the, the naf savior complex yeah exactly yeah. it's the kind of savior complex um it's like oh like a woman came to our tournament let's let's give them like a million prizes it's, like that. it's difficult it's very difficult um personally we've talked about it i, I think the only thing that you can 100 percent be confident you're doing the right thing in is be anti-discriminative yeah and um i think potentially the in no the ethics committee they're putting together might be looking at actually how do we encourage uh more civilized behavior at tournaments totally agree which is definitely it's not something we see not often not often um but there is that legacy isn't there of like oh tournaments lads 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 yeah hard because actually part of the fun of a tournament sometimes is going and being lads 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 isn't it ben um <clears throat> yeah yeah you know me well the world cup <laughs> um but it's it's a, it's a tough one and the fact that some the fact that shirikov is, is looking at it and cares about I, it i liked what he said which is the ultimate point of just ask them which is something that does not happen nearly enough. No, no, no. Especially a, when it comes to it. It's what would like, a woman think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try and get in the brain. Uh, yeah, no, just ask, man. Talk to people who um, of minority backgrounds or um, minority genders. Ask them. Just yeah. be like, what like, what makes you want to play or what makes you not want to play? What are your barriers? Exactly. What are your barriers for entry? I, 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 yeah. I so it's good ask. that he's actually said he asked yes. like, the leagues mm. of younger players. That's good. Yeah. Like, then you get, you know, yeah. Mm. So... Okay, so we've got a little discussion points here, which is basically the highlights of everything, just so we can kind of succinctly put our thoughts together. The first one is Britannian team returning. 
What are your thoughts, Senor Ben? Um, don't care. <laughs> like I just, I just don't like. I uh, there is an ability now. It, sure, the theme's different. I like to see a Bretonian team, but it can be new and more interesting. Bretonian is um, awesome, awesome part of Warhammer lore, so it should be in the game, I think, but not as it was. I like the Slan team. I think if someone said to me, Ben, do you think Slan should be allowed in tournaments or not? I would say probably not. Mm. If I'd been in the chair, and I probably would have said, Slan creates a barrier to entry. You go to a tournament, you have no idea what that team does. That's that's a that's an issue. But because the percentage is so small, it doesn't really cause a problem. Um, and we've got that. It's been out for a while. Like Slan's been around for a while. Mm. And also, the thing I really love about it is it gives you that like I've completed core blood bowl. Oh, hello. There's a side quest. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on what you just said there, where you're like, I don't know what that team does. Do you think that would happen more with more teams? Because we're we're in favour of just like adding lots more teams. Like, I don't think, like we said earlier, I, don't, I think you can endlessly expand it. But do you think there will become a point where people find, go up against a team and they're just like, I don't know what that is? Like 40k. Uh, not at the rate Games Workshop's making teams. Uh, I think we're probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're not wrong. Um, I guess for me, it's like if we take Bonehead Ball, for example, mixed teams, Carnage, but everyone knows that going into it, that that is the gotcha element. And I, I think that's kind of my whole thing about like having a competitive rules packet. Cool. Know you're signing up for that. Go prepared. If you go into a mixed team event, know you're signing up for that. Go prepared. Yeah. If you're going to a standard tournament that's just playing Blood Bowl, it's not hyper competitive. It's not, it, you know, they've got a couple of themes. You know about the themes because they're advertising the themes. And all of a sudden you're playing against this team that hasn't been on a video game for 10 years or whatever. Um, it, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a concern. Personally, more teams is more Blood Bowl and more Blood Bowl is better. So I love it. I just think it's a bit of a strange one because I'm like, cool. There's all these other teams with all these other games that you could have gone, that's interesting. I, I, I guarantee if you put a poll out, you said, which would you rather see in NAF, Blood Bowl, Squigs or Bretonia? People would probably go, oh, Squigs is new and different. Let's try that. Instead of like, oh, Bretonians, yeah, they used to be and now they're kind of nobility. Yeah, they're like nobility. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Do you know what we really need? Two teams with Fend everywhere. Like, <laughs> that'll be fun for Blood Bowl. I do like the Knights, though. The Knights are really good. Yeah. Um, but that's because they're just nobility blitzes. Yeah. With Dauntless. Yeah, they're Dauntless, didn't they? Were they faster? No. No, movement seven. They're just they're just nobility blitzers, but they have Dauntless. Yeah, and you get four of them. And you get four. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that. So Bretonian team return, interesting one. Do I think they should do it? No. I think the percentage I just it's just a weird one. If you're gonna do that, look at some of the other teams that actually add to the game. Because I think that there's a ton of teams that add more to the game than bringing Bretonian back, in my opinion. Yeah. Unless the angle is, oh, you've been playing Blood Bowl 2, where's my Bretonian team? All right, then bring back Demons of Corn as well from Blood Bowl 1. They probably would. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> if that's your angle, like we want to represent yeah. digital Blood Bowl on the tabletop, so we're going to bring Corn and Bretonian back so you can play in this edition. Wicked. I get that. But don't, like, just, yeah, I get that. That's an yes. angle. This is just like, a, I miss my nights. Can I have Bretonians back? Uh, NAF requirement for all players. So we covered this right at the very beginning. And I'm going to let you take the first go. Sure. Yes. Yeah, this is really dumb. 
I, I don't. I, I think this is this is bad. I, I think they're. I think a lot of people want this actually. Like uh, you go to some tournaments and people like, it's like they want the no nap or all nap because they like that data. And this is a big point that comes up in tournaments. Yeah. If you play against a non nap coach, you, you will not get your game logged. Yep. Um, to go about the the solution as you must sign up for the nap is just really backwards to me because you're creating divisive barriers. Um, it's easily solved with logging the data anyway. Just have your opponent playing a ghost coach. Oh, sorry, have your team playing against the ghost coach of this race. You win or you lose. Here's your touch. Like, make, you can just collect the data. Make a thousand ghost coaches. Like, it's, you, yeah, it's, or just you just have one. It's not. Well, I don't. I think I don't know how the data. Works, I don't know if you can. You can you play several times at one tournament? Well, make the so you can. Yeah, again, architecture. Yeah. Anyway, it, so it's fun, a data problem. Uh, it's not an app problem. Fun story. I tried myself to do this when we first started running tournaments because people were like, I'm not going to get my game. I was like, oh, that's all right. So I created like 12 podcast accounts. So I was like, Bonehead Podcast 1, Bonehead Podcast 2, or Bonehead Player 1, Bonehead Player 2. And um, I got a really angry bunch of emails from the NAF saying you can't do this. And I'm like, why? And they said data protection. And I was like, okay, well, I feel like I'm really protecting your data. Um, and they said you can't do that. And they deleted all my accounts. I was like, all right, that seems like a really succinct way to do this because the players that don't want to be part of the NAF, and and it's really funny because the being a part of the NAF, it, it to 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 you know, old Prezi's point, it, it's not very much, and eventually you do get some dice. I wouldn't say that the dice and loot were at all a a, a way of inciting people into it. I, mm. The old block dice, they were wicked, and that's probably why yeah. I joined the NAF multiple times because I was like, hey, hey more dice. But the D6 is, is interesting. But um, some people just don't want to do it because they, they don't want to do it because yeah. they're being told to do it. Exactly. And there is a financial thing there. Like there I said before, the only thing, thing that matters is zero or nothing. Yeah. If it was like a pound, it would still be the same. Like, yeah. It, pe like yeah, people just don't want to. And you shouldn't force people. You shouldn't create that atmosphere of going to a tournament saying yeah cool come welcome like you know tournaments are great it'll get you into the game you have to sign up to a thing and it's going to cost you 10 pound a year but it's fine and it's just like you don't want to hear that you don't don't want to hear that because it's the relationship that you immediately create is one that's a little bit gatekeepy. slimy yeah it's a bit gatekeepy and yeah like even rick went to barton bowl and had to sign up on the day well, I don't think he had to actually. I this, think that might be not hilarious. I think Rick, he chose to sign up. Yeah, I was going to say, Rick, Rick has been signed up before. Oh. <laughs> but this is my point. <laughs> but, um, okay, so I wholeheartedly disagree with this because I think I used the, the thing of all, all thumbs are fingers, but not all fingers are thumbs. All Blood Bowl tournaments are Blood Bowl, <laughs> but they're not all NAF. Yes. Like, exactly. like all NAF tournaments are Blood Bowl, but not all Blood Bowl tournaments are NAF. Yeah. And that's how it is. Like that's just how it is. And I, I'm going to be. I don't. I don't mean to be so negative because I think the NAF has historically been brilliant. I think having it there as a safeguard is fantastic. Um, the way the stats attract, mm, brilliant asterisks. The platforms rubbish but not brilliant but yeah what it does is good but i think the biggest issue is that what 
what a lot of players are like, I don't care about my stats. Therefore, there is literally no reason for me to want to join the NAF. Yeah. Do you want me to just give you money for nothing? Like, no. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a real thing. And it's not because of economic hardship. It's the principle. It is. And that's more important than anything. If you want all players to be NAF, make it free. That's the only way this is going to work. Yeah. And then you've lost all your money. Yeah. Uh, so, because... Yeah. And even then, <clears throat> sorry, sorry, even then, I think there will still be cases where people don't want to say. As a TO, I work... I don't work for the NAF. I, 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 I want to help the NAF coaches get their NAF stats, but I don't care if Steve and his family are coming to Blood Bowl and... I'm not going to make them sign up. We for the care NAF. way more about people playing, having a good day playing Blood Bowl. Yeah, because even his family. That's what it matters. It, yeah, that's um, and and that's the really tough thing. I, I guess my question to you, Ben, is is how bad on a scale of bad is the NAF requirement for all players going to be for tournaments? Uh, I think it would be really bad. I genuinely think it would be really bad. Um, there will be a lot of tournaments completely unaffected by it, but there will be many, many tournaments that are ours, ours being one of them. And I think the difficulty here is that if you're watching this, you love Blood Bowl, which is awesome. And there will be a lot of a mixed opinions of this. Some people will be like, well, I'm all in NAF because it's not hard to access the data once you know it. It's not very much money and I'm interested in it. I agree with that. But I personally, I'm quite interested in stats. I love it. I love the, the tableau. Uh, but... It's that, it's that there's no, there's no, there's no right here. And what you'll see is NAFA tournament, tournament attendance just, just drop. Yeah, it will drop. It, it will drop. Uh, and Games Workshop won't like that. If you're talking about trying to encourage more Games Workshop, like involvement or at least the support. Yeah. Like they, they said, like, even while there's this sort of more separate rule set, they still want Games Workshop support. Like this, they're not going to. Mm. This is this is the NAF being heavy-handed, which it's kind of been famously not and working pretty well. The last two stints we've got with, with with Nate, yeah, has been brilliant because I think that I mean, like Pebble Goose said, walking that that line of yeah, actually, are we more bolshy than we have any right to be? Yes, is it for the right is for the right reasons? One hundred percent. Our Games Workshop okay with it? Yes. Okay, smack dab in the middle. Everybody wants the NAF to do more, but no one wants the NAF to be allowed to do more. Yeah. You've hit the perfect. That's been perfect. Um, I don't know, because I'm not going to spend my time signing people up for the NAF. Yeah. I just... That's miserable. Like, it's not what I want to do. I don't want to spend that time I get with people to be like, okay, right, well, let's, let's load up this website and here's signing up for something. But you didn't know you needed. I, I just that's just not going to be fun or good for anybody. That's not something I'm interested in doing because we would rather spend our time chatting with coaches, making sure their teams are legal, <laughs> and dealing with rule set questions. Playing the game, we want to play the game and enjoy the community. Um, I have no no interest in in in, in digitally baptizing people. Um, do you, do you know what it's reminded me of? This it's remind, and I'm saying this is also someone who obviously has never been. But park runs. So there is the park run volunteer system. And this is kind of like fitness now, where you have every week there'll be volunteers going and organizing a park run. 
in various locations around the country. And it's just a 5K run, half an hour in the morning. And then you, you can register with a park run. I don't even think you pay a fee. But then you get like a QR code. And I think you can optionally buy a wristband, which makes it easy. And when you go, you tag in, you tag out, and it collates all your stats, and it gives the stats for everyone. And there's a huge stat database. And they make that work. But you don't have to register to go. You can just run around. And it doesn't change the outcome of anything. But if you had to sign up and pay a fee to do the park run, no one would go. No one would go. No one would go. But some people just want to turn up with a bunch of people and have a little run for half an hour on a Saturday morning. And they fully welcome that. Yeah. And it's just like, so, I, like, the, the system works. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I, 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 so the real issue here is the data. Yeah. And sorry, sorry, that's where I was going to go with that, that whole analogy, was they make it really simple with a QR code, which you just scan on arrival, and you scan when you leave. And it could be as simple as that, where you scan and there is something that collates it all. Like, if you want to talk about data, it's like, it could be so simplified. But having to sit there and manually put everything in and sign everyone up and have all that all working and not mad at you. And it's just, there's a lot of barriers that need addressing. Do you know the funny thing here is that the, the NAF, the coaches who have signed up to the NAF, not very often, most of them are very understanding, but sometimes we'll be like, oh, I'm paired against someone who's non-NAF and I feel yeah. robbed. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's a shame. You're, you feel robbed because you've signed up to something that, is somebody else's deal. Like, it's weird. Really weird one. I completely get it. And I I, I swear, I said this when I was running for president. I was like, why can we not have dummy accounts? Mm. And then, if you have one dummy account, it would be awesome. Then, you get a stick of, this is the average non-NAF player versus everybody else. I think that's wicked. I know that using the Glico rating, it can throw it out. But actually, don't. Oh, actually, you know what? If you play a non-NAF player and they've got a good Glicker rating, it's because most that's because the the outcome of the majority of non-NAF games is there, and I I think that's more preferable to this, which hilariously seems like a small thing, but we are not going to be making people sign up for the NAF to come to our tournaments because they're here to play Blood Bowl and they're not here to play NAF. Yes. Advertise it as all NAF. Fine, you'll get less people going and you will be siloing it, but you will have a tighter, more competitive environment, statistically. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean the players are going to be better. Uh, NAF rules independence. You can pick this one off. Have it as its own variant. You've got Blood Bowl 7s, you've got Dungeon Bowl, you've got Blood Bowl 2020. The rules as written by Games Workshop are Blood Bowl. If you want to create a different version, have it be its own version. I mean, when Blood Bowl 2020 landed, loads of people were uh, still running 2016, 2016 rules because they didn't like the 2020 rules. That's fine. Let them do that. Um, but you're just going to have less people be involved and you're going to create a sub-community in the same way that Magic kind of has Commander. And standard, like standard was actual magic. And then Commander took over. It was a much more fun, chilled environment. Standard died. It's coming back, but it's like, actually, there's different things. And if those hyper-competitive NAF coaches want to play with a rule set that doesn't have the new stuff from Games Workshop because it might be overpowered, um, run that and just have it as a separate variant. But it's not a variant 
like well, it is a variant that people will use but then it's it's a thing but what we can't do i think is have all NAF tournaments be this hyper competitive it's not going to be hyper competitive but this 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 competitive rule set that's different from games workshops because it's going to cause i just think it's the worst thing you could do to tos especially in a world where every tournament is a NAF tournament as well like it's not because now they're saying you've got enough requirement all tournaments are NAF. there are no longer no NAF tournaments yeah and so all tournaments will have this rule set that people aren't familiar with. And it's, it's, a, it's ultimately, I think, a, a really terrible idea. Mm. Um, because whether people like it or not, Games Workshop write the rules for Blood Bowl. And genuinely, the majority of people who come into Blood Bowl will come into it via Games Workshop first. They'll fall in love with the community yes. due to the community. And the NAF, most of the, well, everyone NAF is part of the community. And, uh, so it's it's a it's a thing. Like, that's definitely a thing. And their league is going to be using very different rules to their tournaments as well, so. Yeah, I just think it's a, a really bad thing for Blood Bowl. Um, Do you think it's fair to say NAF rules influence rather than NAF rules independence? So what we've touched on earlier, where the NAF can give feedback to Games Workshop being like this these are rules that players that we found might not like as much like we've we've done all this polling hugely, we've got so hugely Naples influence is a very good thing very positive and, yeah but independent hugely i think that's the i think that's the biggest thing that the NAF could be doing right now yeah um but i don't see it and uh, I'm, maybe i'm missing it but it's either hidden on the forums or it's not in the places i look which are youtube and facebook which are quite big platforms and mm. uh, no one mentions it in our discord and there's a lot of people in that it's kind of like well if if it's not reaching like that's a really i think a really low bar and i know sure have said we want more involvement with youtube and stuff so i think that's a really good way of doing it but it's just an interesting one the nas rule independence um yeah just i think is a potentially terrible idea i do think having a structured this is standard NAF, this is what we recommend. Having it ready to go, we recommend these tiers based on data. We recommend these price changes to star players due yeah. to data. Um, I think that's absolutely awesome. You create a NAF meta. You basically then got like a play a play test group of several thousand people. I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. But to force it on people who because this is this is there's a lot of people out there been running tournaments for years. Let me tell you the story or the journey of somebody starting to run a tournament at their local club. It's a store owner. It's somebody who likes Blood Bowl who's friends with a store owner. Would you like to run a Blood Bowl tournament for me? Yeah, I'll run a Blood Bowl tournament for you. And then three of the 12 people that have signed up are like, oh, is it going to be enough? And then yeah. that person's like, I don't know. Yeah. You have to sign up and do this thing and submit it. And, and this person's going to be like, okay, well, we'll try and do this. Now you have to... It, it's not fun and it's not supported. I don't know where... It sounds like somebody somewhere is doing a brilliant job, but I have not seen it uh, and I've not heard about it. And that's a shame because that's exactly what I think the NAF could be really good at. Like, But it's a weird one. Uh, it's a really weird one because I'm an optimization specialist. It is very suboptimal to put, yeah. to put TOs in a position where they have to sign people up, encourage people to sign up to something that's, that's, that's chunky and clunky, then have to manage the money for them if they don't want to do it online right there and it's just more barriers to entry and a lot of the time people are going to say i can't be bothered I, i'm here to play blah blah I don't, I, I, i'm here to play blah blah 
Or if you're running a tournament, you're going to be like, I just can't be bothered with that NAF stuff. We ran loads of tournaments before we bothered getting NAF involved. True. Just because... Guess what? We said a lot of people coming. Yeah. I mean, it was it was only because people were like, can we have this NAF registered as well? It's kind of like, oh, yeah, well, don't see why not. That's fine. Yeah. Interesting one. Yep. I think... Yes, this is the, the really interesting dichotomy is that also want a synergy to Blood Bowl 3 and Fumble. I don't understand if you're proposing things like changing fundamental core rules, like re-rolls, introducing teams that don't exist in other places, and then having a NAF FAQ on top of the Games Workshop FAQ, I think you are going to make the synergy with Blood Bowl 3 and Fumble significantly worse. Yes. You want to play Blood Bowl, Fumble is the only place that actually gets the rules right. If you want to play Blood Bowl... And works. Fumble does it. Fumble actually does it. Yeah. The way it's, like, it probably is out by a couple of things, but geez. It's the most robust digital Blood Bowl that exists. Blood Bowl 3 is a mini-meta version of it. But if you play yeah. Blood Bowl 3, you can play tabletop. You'll get caught out, but that's just that's that's going to happen in any game. Uh, but Blood Bowl 3 is Blood Bowl 2020 for the most part. There's a couple of things missing or that don't work quite the same way. But and that's... 19 teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I mean, mini-meta. Yeah. It's yeah. a mini-meta. If you play Lizards in Blood Bowl 3, you can go to a tournament and you're not going to know how to play Lizards. Yeah. Um, Bumble, it's going to be the case. It just, yeah, that that... I love the idea of, of improved relationship with Blood Bowl 3 and Fumble, but those seem counterintuitive to me. So yeah. those are the discussion points I've pulled out, Ben, because I thought those were the biggest topics we went across. Is there anything that we we haven't touched on? Um, Sorry this has gone so long, but it's been... Yeah, no, I, I, probably not. I think the biggest thing flying around in comment spheres in various platforms was people were afraid of just general division. Which we kind of did touch on like the NAF requirement for all players, but I think it also within the NAF player base there is some division there. Like as soon as the NAF starts being the heavy-handed authority figure, which seems to be more the case uh, with this, people start feeling a little bit like, whoa, 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 do I want to be involved anymore? And um, I think it's always good to avoid that. I think we've been on a very good tra trajectory. Yes. In player base and player integration. And there are things which can be fixed and addressed um, without having to jeopardize any of that. I think great improvements as in inclusion, modernization, technology, all of that, top marks. Don't have to be heavy handed to do it. I agree. Just focus on developing those bits. Yeah. That's a huge win. Um, yes. Uh, so just ahead of this, I put a little poll out on YouTube just just as a bit of a just a sensor check because I sat there, Libby was screaming and I was like, oh, the Internet's screaming too. I wonder what they think. Um, so just put a little thing. Do you care about the NAF? This week saw the conclusion of the NAF presidential elections and it's created quite a hubbub preparing for our next episode. Um, we wanted to ask one simple question. Is the NAF important to you? So hopefully it's not as loaded as uh, I didn't want it to be loaded. 40% uh, said absolutely yes. 43% said not really. And 17% said what's the NAF? And can we just say this is a sample size of around the same as the number of votes that the presidential election got? Yes, there was, yeah, I think... Yeah. 1,100. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. So in a couple of days, we've had this out. One day ago, 1.1 thousand votes. 
uh, 60% of people who follow us on YouTube either don't know what the NAF is or aren't that bothered by it. That does mean that 440 people out of that 1.1 thousand absolutely care about the NAF, which yep. is a solid amount of people. The comments, I, I encourage people to sort of say, let us know your feelings or thoughts. Um, yeah, Alex Packer, perhaps there's a video for you. What's the NAF? Who is the NAF? And what do they do for Blood Bowl? Here it is. Welcome. Uh, being able to track my team ratings, tournament results is what keeps me playing Blood Bowl. The NAF provides something I can't see Games Workshop ever doing. It provides a sense of community to the game outside my local game store. Fantastic. Historically, very important. Um, however, currently, they are only a super TO and they try to keep a slant alive. Interesting. I've never been a member, but I can certainly see the benefit. That's good. I'm a tournament player. Hey, Herriman. Uh, although not an extremely committed competitive one, so the stats and tracking functionality is marginally useful to me. I'm also a TO and would never dream of running a tournament without NAF sanction. It's like a stamp of approval that your tournament is legit and it helps you get the local tournament crowd interested. I'll admit that in the current era of active support from Games Workshop, the NAF has a much smaller role. But as someone else has mentioned, that's not guaranteed to always be the case and a robust and proactive player association becomes much more important if the official support fades. So yes, I'm proudly and happily a NAF member and a NAF supporter, but I can kind of see why someone who's been playing for a couple of years and turns up to their first tournament only to be told they need to hand over an extra fiver might just think, why? What's the point? Yeah, true. That's a very succinct point. It's an L on the head of the, uh, you know, if your goal is inclusion of more players, which has been said it is, um, Harrowood there saying like it gets interest of tournament people having enough approval if you've already got that yeah. interest yeah. why not create the interest what, what, sorry why exclude the interest of non-NAV members by putting that barrier there yeah. it's it's funny because mm, that's a bit that's a bit too much shade I won't, I, won't <laughs> I am personally and currently this is Karen unaffected by the NAF I've almost joined a few times but since I don't really have access to tabletop leagues or tournaments and not for the trigger that said, I understand it's played a very important role in the history of Blood Bowl. Uh, Jody, I'm not a member, though I like having an entity free of Games Workshop that cares about the game and helps keep track of things. I agree too, and I think Ben does as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I joined the NAF 20 years ago, but let my membership lapse. When I went to the Tacoma Open, I joined again, but haven't been able to log on to the membership area since then. It's just one problem after another trying to reactivate my account. Yep. Uh, I joined and I've attended a few tournaments, loved the gifts too. I was surprised when my local games cover put on a year's worth of tourneys that aren't NAF sanctioned. They have a good turn of new players who probably don't even know what the NAF is. I guess it's just a matter of relevance. If you don't want to jump onto the competition circuit, then it's $10 for some dice and a metal counter. Um, think any online community you've been a part of and then think about how long it's lasted, how accessible it is to new members. And how does it bring people together in the real world? And what would happen if some key people left and then see how the NAF handles all of that? I've been tracking new members joining on average since March last year. Eight people today sign up. Some of those will never sit across from another of us at the tournament. But 3,000 people a year joining means something. Absolutely. It does. It's just yeah. a shame that none of them voted. Yeah. Um, I've said it before. If NAF membership wasn't an unofficial requirement of playing tournaments, I wouldn't have to care about it. Do we see the reply? Feel exactly the same way. I've been a member on and off for many years, but never attended a tournament. I prefer league. If the NAF didn't exist today, I wouldn't be concerned, but I've no doubt the NAF is the primary reason Blood Bowl had a following for many years after Third Ed and is the reason it made a comeback in 2016. Yep, I definitely think it's the reason that it had such a successful comeback. Um, the, math, the NAF has been instrumental in maintaining the game for a... Uh, don't have a... I don't know enough going on at the moment to have a truly informed opinion. 
but honestly don't like the idea of bringing out older versions of teams for teams that have been replaced. We'd like to listen to a podcast that is a bit more informed about the situation tonight. We've tried to do that. Uh, for my local scene, it won't be a concern. We play mostly one-off matches. Uh, barely even keep up with the FAQs. Um, it's an interesting one. There's there's a lot of good comments on this. And it's definitely one way or the other. Yeah, I thought there was a comment a couple of comments ago, which was quite interesting, which was like, um, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't care about them. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of just like, does the NAF want to be in that situation where people join out of obligation, really? Or do you actually want to offer something? All right, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I don't, I, it, I'm going to. What is the benefit of people joining the NAF in general? That's stats. So if a person doesn't care about stats, the benefit of them joining is for other people. Yeah. That's quite a big hurdle. Trying to encourage more people to join the NAF generates income for the NAF. Generates more engagement and popularity for the NAF. So even though we said earlier that Games Workshop has a financial interest, the NAF has a financial interest, even though it is a volunteer non-profit organisation, in encouraging people to join the NAF. For me, I think there needs to be a clearer benefit to players for their money. I had this entitled whiny rant the other day about the fact that I pre-ordered a book for £40 and it didn't come on time. Uh, and it's I, good rant though. And I pre-ordered it so I could have it on time. I know it was entitled and whiny and I do apologise to those people who told me that. But it was very much a case of like, well, I've paid my money and I really wanted something back from it. And... Um, when it comes to the NAF, the stats and stuff are really good, but they're not most accessible. So it, it can be very difficult to tell a coach, this is why you should join the NAF. Yeah. And we've had many at our tournaments and in our gaming group, they're like, what do I get from it? But you can track your stats. What else? I can track my stats. <laughs> if I play you. They're like, I'd, yeah, I'll probably just buy lunch. Yeah. And... And that's that's okay. I think I think it's a really tough time for the NAF. This is this is kind of going into my editorial bit now, which is a case of like the identity of the NAF. Um what it is now is this. And I think that is what should be focused on and the inclusive inclusiveness inclusiveness. That's what should be focused on. How can the NAF grow blood bowl altruistically? Not how can the NAF grow the NAF? Mm. And I think that's probably another thing that, that sticks in people's craw a little bit. It's a case of what are you doing to grow blood bowl other than saying that you play blood bowl? Yeah. Because I don't think I've had anybody come to a tournament and say, I got into this because the NAF told me about it or anything like that. That's, that's perfectly fine. Like The NAF does this and this is important and this is what people who pay the NAF to do do. But this is what it should be about because this is what people sign up for. This is the benefit. Make the benefit easy, bright, proud and interesting. Because this is where it's at. This is what people want. And the, if, if you've got like I've got my cool rankings, cool. I think I think maybe that's 
the challenge in the moment is that the NAF, this is what they do. This is what they talk about. And mm. and that's very hard because a lot of people are looking at this and going, I've played Blood Bowl for seven years. I've got no idea what this is. I've been playing Blood Bowl for seven years and I don't know what this is. I don't need this. And this is, I don't see this. It's kind of like, all right, make this great. Because that's what the NAF is currently here to do. But my final point is at some point, it's possible Games Workshop Doom just been off Blood Bowl. Yeah. Then, then, if the NAF is still around, it does it. But I think it's very hard to get people to sign up for something that hasn't happened yet and may not happen for a decade or more. It hasn't happened in the most recent memory of things. This is very much like um, the people who man the wall in Game of Thrones yeah. or, or the Anila Shock in Babylon 5, the Rangers. Uh, we've got this thing that safeguards against this thing that's, I don't remember it happening and I don't see it happening, therefore it doesn't matter. Well, I think it's important that we keep it. But I think for now, the NAF should be focusing on what they can do, not what they think they might have to do in the future. Yes. Um, and what they can do is make this better, make this easier and grow the community. And quite frankly, I'd, I'm really sorry if I've seemed negative about the whole, like the claims of running tournaments and growing the community. More people come to our tournaments because they want the NAF stats. Yes, that's cool. We appreciate that. I mean, for example, our two biggest tournaments, we we volunteer our time to run them. <laughs> yes. So yeah. it's, it's not like, don't get paid for it. it it's <laughs> it, it's like what we last last year when we went to Beachhead, I think I think it cost me twelve hundred pounds to run that tournament. To pay for the mats, the loot, the hotels and everything. It cost me over a grand to run that tournament. And this year I've already spent seven hundred. I really hope Pete's going to help me get back. Yeah, that's hope. But like, that's that's what I'm talking about here. It's like t we TOs, we we we, it's, we run this because we want people to play the game. Yeah. So help us run the game, or if we don't need help running the game, don't make it worse. Yeah. I guess is my my final thought. Do you have anything to add or finish with, Ben? Uh, I think I said I said my thoughts previously. Um, yeah, just. If you were to ask someone what makes competitive Blood Bowl awesome, I don't think anyone would say the NAF. But it would be awesome to get it into a place where they say that. If they're just like, what do you like about playing competitive Blood Bowl? Would like, oh, the presence of the NAF be like, really up there? And we are saying this from our, our point of view, and it may be different in other places, but we run four or five tournaments a year. Uh, you go to loads of tournaments. I used to go to tournaments. Uh, we've been up to Nottingham to play in tournaments. We talk to people all the time. And if something's really that shiny, you, you shouldn't have to look for it. If you've got yes. to look for a lighthouse, you're already dead. Yeah. Um, and the NAF has got the footing, the seating, and the presence to really grow the community. But I think it has to focus on growing the community to get more people playing Blood Bowl not to get more people to sign up to the NAF because that's what it should be doing. That's what it did in, in the past. Yeah. Like, we want people to play Blood Bowl, so here's the rules for Blood Bowl. 
that's the exact opposite of what's happening right now, I think, potentially. But anyway, what we want is for you guys to mm. uh, feel free to put comments, questions, um, argue with us if you think we're wrong. Like I said, we're just talking from our point of view. And while it is, I think, a reasonable chunk, it is not an omni chunk. So yeah. that's that's that goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. But hopefully we can get uh, Shurigov on here to, to, to do this. Um, and I guess one thing that we haven't mentioned is the bureaucracy, generally speaking, stops anything from ever happening. True. And one thing I found when I started engaging with the community when I was running for the president is that everybody wanted it to be better, but nobody wanted it to change. change yeah. Yep. Uh, and I did see some great comments that were like, nothing's going to happen because it's not possible to make this kind of stuff happen. Um, but it's important, I think, to, to talk about it because people want the NAF. I want the NAF, but I want it to bring things. I don't want it to take things. And as a TO, I, it's taking more than it's bringing in the way of workload and concern, I think. Um, but most of what they're saying about the fears around Games Workshop rules, you can't argue with it. I wouldn't want to argue with it, but I am a big fan of being prepared for things but not worrying about them and certainly not spending money on them until you have to. Yeah. And that's what I think is 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 probably important. But let us know what you think. And sorry mm. it's gone on for so long, Ben. It's no. so good to have you here in person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's another thing we want feedback on is did you like this format? Oh. Because yes. like we this is the first time doing this. Um, so feedback on that would be awesome. Lighting, obviously not quite there as yeah. my fault. I haven't finished the roof. We're working on it. So I haven't been able to put the mounts for the other lights. So yeah. imagine this, but less dark yes hopefully the audio is better but first time using the equipment so hopefully that will um, get a bit better as well as it gets dialed in but it sounded all right yeah seems okay <laughs> right i think we should wrap up bt yeah yeah for sure okay guys thank you very much for joining us please of all the episodes you've ever seen this is the one we genuinely want to hear from you the mm. most about this um because it could be really important as to how far blood bowl goes forward Anyway, we're going to wrap up. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more of our content. Happy blocking. Thanks very much for watching. We really appreciate your support. If you want to support the channel even further, please like and subscribe. It really does help us out. Or come join us on YouTube members or in Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to some content, some loot, early access to basically everything we do, as well as regular competitions. Or you can pick up some Bonehead Podcast loot either on our website at boneheadpodcast.com. We've got the Dungeon Bowl things. We've got tokens and stuff like that. Or on our Spreadshirt site as well. Everything you do just helps us make more content and hopefully do it of better quality. Anyway, thank you very much for watching. Happy blocking.